What's good, everybody? To another episode. Welcome to another episode of the I'm a Tell Like a TIS podcast with your host, yours truly, Josh Shields. Got a jam-packed show for you today. You better believe I'm going to get into the Astros and the L.A. Dodgers uh, little fiasco that transpired earlier this week. I got special guest, uh, Wee Gamer, uh, YouTuber of 1.5 million subscribers, Poofesher. He's coming up later in the program. I'm going to get into the New York Mets doing what they do best, and that is Met all over the baseball field. Uh, coronavirus has hit baseball hard. Give you my thoughts on that. And the Pelicans sitting Zion Williamson in the NBA bubble. And Lamar Jackson, for whatever reason, being ranked number one of the NFL top 100 players of 2020. But first things first, and I first order a business, and then I will uh, say what I have to say, take a break, and then Professor will join me and we'll have a conversation with him. Um, but the first order of business is the Houston Astros and the L.A. Dodgers. And uh, so, in case you all forgot, live under a rock. These two teams played each other in 2017 World Series. Astros won won the series in seven games. And it later came out and was exposed, you know, uh, back this past um, winter that the Houston Astros, uh, that entire 2017 season, elite, uh, used technology and banging trash cans and everything else to illegal to uh, steal signs illegally. And thus, many, many stuff has come into question of the legitimacy of the World Series. And, of course, the GM, Jeff Luna, was fired. Uh, the manager, A.J. Hinch, was uh, let go. And it's been, it's been a huge dark cloud over the Houston Nationals organization. So what happened when these two teams played each other on Tuesday? Yes, on Tuesday. Joe Kelly came into the game and basically and and threw behind Alex Bregman and that of Carlos Correa. He threw behind, he uh, hit, I believe he hit uh did he hit? I he hit Bregman when he walked him. I can't remember. But Bregman knew knew the pitch was coming. Knew that you know he was going to get a cup. He was going to get chin music, and that he you know he knew what. So Bregman, I give him credit. You know he knew what he was coming to. He knew what was coming. He kept his mouth shut. Didn't look in. Stared the picture or anything. He he you know what? Put his head down. Took off his equipment. Walked the first base. Carlos Correa got hit. Or no, he didn't get hit. He was thrown. He was he. The ball was thrown behind his head. You know, he of course took exception to it. And then Joe Kelly came back and struck him out to end the inning. And as Joe Kelly is walking over to his third base Dodger dugout, he look, Correa stares Kelly down, spits, which you're not supposed to do, with Corona protocols and everything else. And Joe Kelly says, "Nice swing, you know, you know, nice swing, B, like in a blank." And then, you know, and then, of course, you get that meme, that gif of him sticking his tongue out and, you know, making the mopey face at him and everything else. And then the bench is, you know, cleared and everything else. Well, Major League Baseball came down for the most, for what re I understand we can't have guys throwing at each other's heads, but I mean, gee whiz, Major League Baseball 
had the audacity, the temerity, the chutzpah, the unmitigated gall to, to, to give Joe Kelly of the L.A. Dodgers an eight-game suspension. Now, that is totally out of line and totally over the top. Let me get this straight. The league gave the Astros players immunity because Rob Manfred is such a weak, weak investigator and a weak commissioner that he gave the players immunity to make the Astros players talk so they can get what they want out of this investigation. Which simply, by giving the players immunity, by not choosing to suspend them or anything else, you, they gave major. I don't want you guys to realize this. Major League Baseball gave the opposing players of every pitcher that would pitch against the Astros in this 2020 season gave them the green light, the green light to to take matters into their own hands and dish out their own little various forms of punishment. So. When a pitcher and Joe Kelly, and I heard this all throughout the week, my man Mad Dog Chris Russo, Evan Cohen, who he had on the program, this is all I this is all I heard all the all the all the week all the rest of the week. Well, who is Joe Kelly? Joe Kelly comes off like like a punk. Joe Joe Ke- who is Joe Kelly? You know he was on a Red Sox that cheated in 2018. Joe Kelly wasn't that good. Wasn't you know he spit all over himself against the Nationals in October. All of that's irrelevant. All of that is irrelevant. Okay, so Joe Kelly doesn't throw at him. Well, well, who is? Who is? Who is? Because if it isn't Joe Kelly, it's going to be Jansen. If it's not going to be Jansen, it's going to be Walker Bueller. I mean, t- take your pick. Take your pick. If he, if he, I mean, if if it ain't Joe Kelly, then who else is going to be? So the idea that that Joe Kelly upset the the uh, the baseball gods by throwing at a Bregman and Correa is utter ludicrous. I don't give a crap about Joe Kelly's background and 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 his history as a major league pitcher. I'm not interested. When the when this commission goes there and give the players immunity, and when they cheat, cheat to get to a World Series, I got I got no sympathy for him. I got I got no sympathy for him. Should, should the Astros should have won in 2017? Yes. But it wasn't. And were they games where the, Ash, where the Dodgers overcame the Astros cheating? Yes, they were. And they lost home games. But still, they still cheated to get to the World Series. And they cheated in that World Series. Clear cut, cut, dry. Can't defend it. They cheated. So the idea that how dare Joe Kelly. How dare Joe Kelly be the guy to throw it. I could care less about 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 uh, Joe Joe Kelly's background. That that's not important. Okay, that's that's not important. It's irrelevant. And the fact that Major League Baseball suspended Joe Kelly eight games is not a disgrace. Okay, so let me get this straight. You give him immunity. Uh, they got the all the, the Astros players. Okay, none of them got suspended. Not a single player. But they got the GM fired, Jeff Lunau. They got A.J. Hinch, their manager, kicked out of there. 
They cost call even though Beltran was a part of it. He's unemployed. He was going to take the job with the Mets, but this broke down. He's out of a job. Alex Cora is out of a job. Their old bench coach is out of a job in Boston. Think about that for a minute. Four guys are all unemployed and banned from the sport for this year. Not to mention they were two pitchers. I forget the names off the top of my head, but they were two pitchers that went into Minute Maid, got lit up like a Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center, and never pitched the game again. They did not get suspended a single game. But yet Joe Kelly simply gives them a form of payback. They don't like it or or it's to a degree that the Astros don't that they that people think is a little bit extreme and we give them an 8 game suspension, which in a 162 game season is the equivalent of being suspended 22 games. Really? We're going to suspend the guy for throwing at the cheaters, but we're not going to suspend the cheaters. I don't understand the logic behind that. I, 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 I don't understand that. And did you know, did you know, that when Yuli Gurriel got in trouble in that same World Series for making the little racist uh, Asian eyes thing, and the, dugout and the camera caught it when Yu Darvish pitched whatever game that was, uh, back in early, it was might have been, I forget what game. But when he got in trouble for doing that, did you know that Major League Baseball only suspended him five games? Not only did they not suspend him for the World Series, they suspended him the first five games of the 2018 season. Not to mention it was only five games. So let me get this straight: the cheaters don't get suspended. The guy who's who is uh, who is uh, essentially being racist. In front of Nash on on national television, got docked five games. He wasn't suspended the rest of the World Series. Well, no, 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 screw that. We'll dock him five games for the for the spring of the next upcoming season. He gets docked five games. Yeah, Joe Kelly gets eight. I I I don't I cannot fathom how stupid and asinine that is. I I, I cannot fathom it. it. It makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. And I don't want to hear anybody cry in the river for the Astros. You know what? And I understand we don't want guy, we don't want people throwing 99 mile an hour fastballs at, at, at people's heads. But you know what? If Carlos Correa has to take a 99 mile an hour fastball up up to his up flirting around his noggin for him and the rest of his teammates to get the message that cheating to get to especially to help you win championships and 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 banging bats against the trash cans and the dick out looking at sprays and stealing signs off Apple watches is you know what it, you, it's indefensible and it will not be tolerated within within their own player constituency. You can't have guys making, you know, forty grand a year sitting in a dugout looking at a screen with an Apple Watch on, banging a bat against the dugout, stealing signs. And because and because and because the commissioner's offense was spineless and weak, let's call it. We see it. They were spineless and weak, and not suspending the Astros. That basically let them out the dry and let them and basically gave the entire league the green light to to go seek their own little form of retribution. And because Joe Kelly threw behind someone, we gotta give him eight games. But yet the cheats, Correa, 
Altuve, Bregman, Verlander, Guriel, all of them got off scot-free. Not a game taken away from their pay. Not one. They get off scot-free. But Joe Kelly, who goes out and seeks his own little form of revenge, gets the eight games. And oh, by the way, we'll have Yuri Gurriel do, race, do uh, racist Asian things with his eyes, and 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 he'll get docked five games. Not for the rest of the of the of the World Series. No, no, no. We'll dock him five games down the road in 2018. I mean, you you must you must be kidding me. He opened up the Pandora's box by giving these players immunity. I mean, it's 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 a joke. Not to mention, and do you and did you guys forget this? Before you all start, you know how dare Joe Kelly? Did you do you all remember when Carlos Correa went with I think it was Tom Verducci or Ken Rosenthal, the MLB Network, I forget who it was, but went on the air with Verducci or uh, Rosenthal on the MLB Network and said. In response, when Cody Bellinger called out these frauds for cheating and spring training before the whole, you know, before the world shut down because of Corona, do y'all forget when he said this? And I quote, if you don't know the facts, you should shut the bleep up. That's what Carlos Correa said. But yet Carlos Correa wants to act like wants to act like he's, you know, he's 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 Mr. Big and Bad. How dare you throw behind me, Joe Kelly? But yet, but yet, he forgets what came out of his mouth back in early March. I understand a lot has happened in the world since early March with with the with the uh, with this with the civil unrest, George Floyd, the virus, everything else. I understand all that, but um, but when it comes to the little corner of the world that is Major League Baseball, did you really were the, were the Astros players that stupid enough that that uh? unattached from reality to the point where they think that they were honestly going to get away with the fact that they cheated to help themselves win the 2017 Tainted Championship. Were they really that stupid and that dense to think they were going to get away with that? Even with a 60-game season. And oh, by the way, not only did they not get suspended, they got away with it even more. Because because of said coronavirus, they uh, there's no fans in the ballpark to 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 troll and banging banging the trash cans on the concourse. There's no fans to come up there with signs. There's no fans to come up there and boom and heckle them. The media isn't isn't in their locker room space in the, you know five feet away from them answering them questions every single day. Because because when a player has to interact with the media, it has to be via Zoom meeting because of Corona. So 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 you know the uh, so the uh, Texas Rangers beat writer is isn't up in uh, isn't up in uh, Alex Bregman's face asking him questions you know two feet away from him with with his with his uh, microphone or his voice recorder asking him questions about the stealing sandal. They they got away with that because of the, because of Corona. And oh, by the way, if you, according to my man Mad Dog, if you're the one team that really does have a serious gripe about the about the Astros literally stealing a championship away from you, he says it'd be the New York Yankees. Well, guess what? Because of coronavirus, the Astros aren't playing. The Yankees aren't on the Astros' regular season schedule. So the only time they would go to New York 
as if they play him in a postseason series. But who is but who's thinking about getting revenge for something that happened three years ago when you're out there in the playoffs trying to win a championship? But it's 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 an it's a, it's an absolute joke. It's an absolute disgrace. And every single one of these frauds should be embarrassed and should be ashamed of themselves. And you know what you do if you're Bregman, Correa, Altuve, Griel. You know what you do. You put your big boy pants on. You stand up, be a man, show some guts, stand in the batter's box, and you know what? You dodge out the you dodge the pitches out the way. You do, you dodge out of the way of the pitches. And if they hit you, you know what? You take it like a man. Because what you all did is indefensible and your players' consistency on the other 29 teams and certainly the other 29 fan bases, nor will forget this and they won't forgive you for it because what you all did was an absolute disgrace. People banging bats against the dugout to, 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 to steal signs. I mean, I mean, give me a break. Literally, literally everyone that those players came in contact with or had some form of an authority with them within an organization lost their job. But they didn't get suspended. But yet Joe Kelly gives them a taste of their own medicine, you know, gives them a little little bit of payback, a little piece of humble pie, and the pie don't taste good, so Major League Baseball gives them eight games. Yet Yuli Gurriel can make racist eye things in the dugout, get docked five games for the next season, and the players and the players who are involved in the cheating don't get suspended. What 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 a joke! What a disgrace! I mean, it's, you just can't defend it. You you cannot. You know what you do if you're the Astros? You stand in that batter's box, show some guts, and you know what? You take your medicine like a man. Okay? You take it like a man. When I acted up when I was a kid, when I acted up when I was a kid, I didn't, I didn't you know, run away or try to blame when, I, when, 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 when uh, you know, when you play the tune, you got to pay the piper. And, these, and the Astros players got to learn how to pay the piper. Okay, when you when when you, when, you, when you break rules, whether it's at school and in the workplace, when you were a little kid, you didn't get to tell your parents, your teachers, your boss how to how to how to how to punish you. It doesn't work that way. Well, he well he could have did a hard slide. No, they don't. They don't have to do anything. The Astros the Astros players are the Astros players are at uh are at the uh, at are at their opponent's mercy. They don't have to do anything. And if Joe Kelly feels like he has to, uh, you know, throw a fastball up around, up around, up around your dome to get the message across that that they that that cheating, especially the way of using technology and all that gimmicky crap to steal signs, is detested within the sport, then so be it. If you don't like it, do yourself a favor. Don't cheat. Yeah, you had no business doing it. Don't cheat. You don't like it. Don't cheat. Simple. You don't like the consequences? Do not cheat. 20 minutes in, Professor is up next. I'm going to tell like a TIS podcast. Welcome back to the I'm going to tell like a TIS podcast. Joining me now is Wee Gamer YouTuber, 
Uh, he's known for raging uh, and breaking things as far as Wii remotes and televisions is concerned when he's playing, whether it's Wii Sports, Wii Sports Resort, Wii Sports Club, Tamadachi Life, or, uh, or, or, the, uh, or the Papa's Cooking Games on his laptop. Mm-hmm. Joining me now is a uh, YouTuber of 1.6 million, that's right, million subscribers out of uh, Detroit, Michigan. The one and only Professor. Professor, how are you today, pal? Things okay? Nice to talk. How you doing? Yeah, doing really well, Jai. Thank you for having me on so much. Um, and uh, looking forward to talking about some stuff. Oh, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate this. You are definitely a. Uh, I, I think I think you might be bigger than uh, Evan Cohen, who I had on uh, about a few weeks ago. That of SiriusXM Mad Dog Sports Radio. I love Evan, so I, I'm messing with him a little bit. But uh, you are definitely a high profile guest, and the bigger that this show gets, even though you know this show only gets about like you know 20 people listening. You know, Mike in Orange County listening to the show of 30,000 times. Uh, but anyway, it's good. To, it's good to have you on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and I'll get this serious stuff out the way first before we get stuff about get to stuff about you and get goofy and everything else is concerned. Um, so you live in Tampa, Florida, if I'm not mistaken, and the state that you live in with that uh, with that uh, one heck of a governor y'all have and Ron DeSantis uh, with the coronavirus and your place has become not not necessarily the city of Tampa, but the state is a hot box for coronavirus and this is something that's pretty much been a part of our world as we are here on august 1st the day that i'm recording this podcast has been a part of our world since the middle of march so we're going on about five months uh into this uh mask wearing uh altered uh pandemic world that we are that we are a part of poof what are your thoughts on the whole coronavirus pandemic you know how has it affected your life personally how just what what are your thoughts on the whole pandemic as a whole it's definitely been it's definitely been weird too especially since i was living the quote-unquote normal life uh Mm -hmm. until my youtube blow blew up at the end of last year you know i haven't been a youtuber like a full-time youtuber for very long um Mm -hmm. so it's kind of weird you know a few months being a full-time youtuber and then this stuff goes down i don't know how you yeah. feel about swearing on here i might no. accident- i might well, accidentally drop well, a here, couple here's a, here, here, here are the rules okay you can you can say you you use the d word the a word and the h word but no s s or f bombs okay. definite and definitely no c's we don't need any c's either well, there's a get- lot of c's Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, I, now I already lost my train of thought because I was so worried about swearing. Uh, well, yeah, no, the 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 is crap one of the c words? No, it's okay. the uh, it's the real vulgar one. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Well, I, all I wanted to say was when the when the crap hit the fan, you know, I was only right. a full time YouTuber for really a few months, and uh, it definitely hit hard with uh advertiser revenue like big time um <laughs> we're talking 50 percent drop in ad revenue on youtube in in a day essentially or not a day it was really april 1st is when it hit um mm-hmm. and it, it really still hasn't recovered um, right to, to what you'd expect and even though the world is a little bit more normal now which is good but it's still not 
still not what it was for sure, and it's not going to be what it was for probably quite some time. Right. But you know, I know Florida is is uh, is one of the top few states now with COVID nineteen. Uh, I'm not sure the exact statistics. I, I me personally, I'm just very not so so to say over it, but I'm I'm just. You know, I don't watch all the news or read all the news about it anymore. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm done following it so much. I just know the uh, the big updates. If if the state gets shut down again, you know, I'll, I'll see mm-hmm. that or something like that. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I wear my mask. I I try to you know keep distance as much as I can, and and you know try to try to enjoy life the, as much as you can still because you can't let yourself get in any of those moods or mindsets that, yes. you know, you're just alone and, and mm-hmm. the world's kind of just sucky. And it's unfortunate because I think COVID is, is brought along with it a lot of negativity in our world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just right. been like, I don't even know how to say it, but the good thing is though, you know, we're, we're here today. We're in a better spot than we were in, in April. And, um, I know a lot of people are still getting COVID, but it seems like deaths aren't going crazy. And I, I don't know how much you want me to get into this, but uh, when I was up in Michigan last week, there were a couple. Yeah. Of, I have a couple family friends that are doctors um, mm-hmm. that that talked a little bit about it, and you know, I, I don't. The, the way they say it is, there are some people that have very adverse reactions to to COVID nineteen. And, um, you know, potentially face life or death situations. But a lot of the deaths are already people on their deathbeds for something else, which is Mm -hmm. never extrapolated in the COVID-19 death statistics. Um, From my understanding of it, what they said is that hospitals get a uh, hospitals get money. I'm pretty sure from the government if someone dies in their care of COVID-19. So if you're on your deathbed for whatever, uh, cancer, let's say you're, you're terminally ill with cancer, but you catch COVID and die of COVID or die in that time that you have COVID, they'll diagnose right. it as a COVID death strictly because they get more compensation for that. So, you know, there, there's some, there's some things behind it. I think that might mm-hmm. make it seem a little, I, I, I still think it is. It's, it's a, it can be a devastating disease, even if you're a more healthy person, you know, you're not already on your deathbed. Those cases still exist, right. and I'm not going to deny that. I'm not going to say that mm-hmm. we shouldn't be careful about those. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, with all the hype with how many deaths you have a day, I'd really like to know how many are truly people that died of COVID, not because they were already on their way out because of something else and they happened to catch COVID. Right. That, that's 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 a fair point. That's a fair point. And many of people, my f- former high school football clo- coach included, has brought up that point. And it's, you know, it's a fair point. You know, how many have caught have been as fresh as a horse, nice and healthy, catch COVID and pass away rather rather than having a health deficit or, like you said, on their way out and then they catch it and die. You know, it's, right. It's it's a it's a very serious virus and has to be taken seriously. Right. But. But then again, you can't uh, inflate, you know. You can't overreact, right? Right, yeah, and exploit and exploit uh, the virus for, uh, you know, for for what it is, you know, to to get to get like a certain point across or to 
or to uh, or to scare the crap out of people. But right. I, I I totally get that. Yeah. Now, do you have now? Is it just you that lives in Florida, or uh, or somebody else? You, so you got I, any family with you in Florida? Right. I live uh, relatively close to my to my grandparents and my aunt and cousin. Uh, they're like twenty minutes away from me here. But in my house, I just live alone. Um, right. but yeah, my grandparents, they're in a vulnerable population, but at the same time, you know, they, the only thing they had to look for, for, I don't want to say that so depressingly, but you know, their, their highlight of their day was going out for lunch, going out for dinner. They, they love doing that. So when everything was shut mm-hmm. down for those couple months, it was really tough on them, especially, uh, you know, my grandfather is, you know, he is, he's diagnosed with Alzheimer's. You know, he gets in that rhythm that he wants to, you know, they always go out to lunch, always go out to dinner. And then just being stuck at home all the time for someone like him, it put a lot right. of stress, a lot of stress on, on him, on my grandmother, on my family. Um, you know, so it's nice that we can at least still, you know, with limited capacity, wearing masks, you know, he has no problem wearing a mask and stuff um, mm-hmm. that they can still go out. So I would I really don't want. You know, I know a lot of people are calling because Florida's kind of a hot spot for the governor to shut things down, but I really don't want him to do that because, you know, it's like the only thing my grandparents and, and they're not scared of the of the virus either. Like, there's obviously a risk, but they be careful about it. You know, it's, mm-hmm. and it's not like restaurants we go to. We go at lunch. We go early at lunch or early at dinner right. when the restaurants yeah, yeah. aren't busy. So right, there's yeah. really very little risk, in my opinion. But I'm not a doctor either, so I don't know. Right. I understand. I I totally get that. You know, at at certain, you know, for some people, getting out of the house is what is what is what is their you know saving grace. And I totally get the argument from people that says that you know they should shut it down before things get out. I I see I see both sides of the coin, and I you know I totally get that. And you know certain people their highlight of their day is getting out the house and getting something to eat. And like you said, especially with the old folks, you know they eat early. They eat at four thirty, five o'clock in the right. afternoon. Where where you know the regular twenty three year old you know. Uh, uh, dating couple or, or the thirty year old married couple doesn't doesn't walk in till about a, you know to a quarter to seven. Right. I I, I totally I totally get that. I totally understand that. Now, um, so has how has Corona inf- affected your views? Has your viewership and subscribership gone up since since around March or stayed the same? What? How is the how has the uh, virus affected your um? Your ratings, essentially, with your YouTube channel. Uh, I think most have seen, you know, positive things from that. But my channel's actually gone the opposite way. It's definitely dipped uh, quite a bit during this time. And for whatever reason, I think there's general trends in YouTube about, you know, what they promote and when they promote things and stuff like that. You know, my my channel, YouTube is really picking up the Wii stuff uh, till about April. And then after that... You can look at the trending for gaming page on YouTube and all you'll see pretty much, exception maybe a couple of videos, is Fortnite, Minecraft, and Roblox. I just think that those three things right now are really getting picked up by YouTube, especially channels right. that only do that kind of content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're kind of not so much promoting the other stuff, the more 
uh, niche. I don't know if it's really a niche or not, but everyone knows the Wii. But it's just not, mm-hmm. I don't think, getting spread enough right now, a lot as much right now by YouTube. So my viewership's a little bit down, but it's, I always see YouTube as cycles. I try not to get too worried about it. I just got to keep, keep my course and uh, eventually things will probably turn around. Right. And I'm looking, yeah, I see Fortnite and uh, Roblox and Minecraft. Yeah. But yeah. you, but you, if I'm not mistaken, and this is probably before I started watching you and subscribing to your channel, which I did probably, uh, I want to say maybe at the beginning of the new year, I might have January, February, somewhere around that time. But I noticed is because I went back to a few of your older videos and you were for more times than not a Minecraft and a, uh, and a uh, Fortnite uh, kind of forget, you know, that was the content that you put out. Yeah. I used to be a Fortnite YouTuber, but to me, it was you. just, I, I just got sick of the game, so I switched over to just do whatever I you. want, essentially. And I don't blame you. We content was the one that really, really took the channel off. And now all those videos, like I did a little bit of like Microsoft, I did a Microsoft Flight Simulator video. I did uh, just a bunch of random games. And uh, those videos all, you know, when I uploaded them, they only got like 20,000 views, but now they're all half a million view videos. So it's nice to see how over time things might not pay off short term, but long term, uh, as long as you believe in air, as long as it's what, what you enjoy doing and you believe it's good, we'll start paying right. off, you know, pay off on the gotcha. back end. Gotcha. Um, so, uh, so a lot has happened, including Corona in the last, whatever it might be. Especially if you want to really, if you want to go back to essentially the last week of May, uh, and with the George Floyd and and civil unrest that's been happening throughout this country essentially ever since the end of May, with the disgusting and tragic death of George Floyd, um, give me a thought. Give me your thoughts on on his death, how it's affected you, being being a being a twenty five year old white guy from from what is a predominantly black uh, urban city such as uh, Detroit. How's his death, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything else, how's that, how's that affected you personally and what, do you, and what are your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, George Floyd's death was, I, it's beyond words really that that happened. Um, and it, it really is disgusting, as you said. Um, you know, and I, I was in Detroit for how many years of my life? Seven, seven, six, seven years. I lived in the Detroit area there. I actually lived in Southfield to be specific, which was another, uh, I'm pretty sure it was a a predominantly African-American area. So, you know, I was, I was always, well, not always. I grew up when I, from when I was like, you know, born, I was born in Northern Mm -hmm. Michigan. Um, and I went to, Detroit when I went to college when I was 18 but growing up born through 18 I was in northern rural Michigan I would I would say I was very uncultured um, and very understanding of uh, the diversity that there is in our world living up there and it's to no fault of you know that's where my parents got their job and stuff that's just where I was born and raised you know I wasn't around that uh, different cultures and diversity as much 
But going to, uh, I went to Lawrence Tech. I know you asked me. Did you ask me earlier where I went to college? Yeah, I yeah. Did. And I don't yeah. think I answered. But I went to Lawrence Technological yeah. University, which is in Southfield, Michigan, which is uh, in, in a uh, Metro Detroit area. It's not very far from the city of Detroit itself. Um, and at that university and, and living in that area definitely opened my eyes um, to not only the fact that you're surrounded in the real world, especially in a city, you're surrounded by people of different colors, creeds. Uh, cultures, mm-hmm. backgrounds, countries, whatever it be. And I'd say that was a really good experience. And I definitely needed that, which is why I'm, you know, I look at it now. I don't even use my college degree for, for what I do because I do YouTube full time. Mm-hmm. But there's still so many intangibles you get leaving your house, especially going from rural northern Michigan to uh, metro Detroit. Uh, there's so many mm-hmm. intangibles you get on campus there, uh, you know, with a bunch of different people, a bunch of different um, diversity. And then also living in a bigger city like that uh, while going to college. Um, and it definitely made me, I guess, respect everybody. Every, everybody at the end of the day is, is people, no matter how different they may look or how how different the religions may be or their mm-hmm. beliefs, whatever it be, they're all still people. Um, and it's very unfortunate that there are still some people though, that are, I would say they're really bad. If not to say evil stuck in their ways, Right. Um, such as the cop that killed George Floyd. Um, mm-hmm. that was pretty fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Darn. Damn. Yes, I can say that word. Uh, can you, can you, like, do you edit this? Can you, like, go, whoop? That didn't happen. I'm not that I'm not that skilled of a producer, but it's it's par for the course. You're you're fine. Okay. But yeah, but I, I, mean, it was, I, I, it was, I get you. It point. was really yeah. messed up. And, you know, to me, I guess I will never understand it, Jai. Because I am, as you said, I'm a 25-year-old white guy. I will never mm-hmm. understand truly what it means um, to is someone, you know, you're, you're an African-American male. To be black. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, I, don't, I don't know. I really don't. But all I can imagine is that it's really infuriating to see and it's really scary. Um, mm-hmm. And it would make you feel a little bit insecure, especially... Say you're driving down the road and get pulled over. You know, there's got to be a thought in the back of your head then. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really, really sad um, that that's the way or that's what you have to even be thinking about. Um, But, I, you know, it's there needs to be justice for instances like that. And I I haven't been following it much lately to see. I know that the cops were all arrested. That were part of that, but I don't really know what the status is anymore. Um, you know, updates or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, I—that's the thing that I, I just try to think about sometimes. It's like I, I try to feel how someone like you or or anyone who who you know is a Black American would feel mm-hmm. in that. But and that's the thing that I don't. I don't want to pretend like I know how it feels either, you know? Right, and yeah. I see just like so many, I don't, I don't know how to put it. So many. Tone I feel, deaf. Yeah. There's so many tone deaf people. And I, I almost feel like there's so many, 
I don't know, man. It's it's such a tough Go ahead. thing to talk about too. It's it's frustrating. It's sad. It, and, it's fit- not, and, and it's hard for me to understand because it's like when I look at a person, I don't I don't give a a, a crap about who you are, you know, or what you, what you look like, I guess if your uh-huh. personality is more important than anything that you look like or, or what right. you, you know, what religion you are or anything like that, or, or right. what you love or who you love, anything like that. Uh-huh. You know, I, I just look at people for, for who they are. If, if I'm stuck on the road, I don't, I don't care who helps me. The guy that helps me is a great person. And you know, there's bad people of every, of every race, religion, whatever too. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just need to look at people for their actions instead of, you know, what color they are, what religion they are. And, and that's the way I look at life is it's, you know, I know good people of any any color, any race, any religion, any uh, sexual preference, orientation, orientation. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. And, you know, I'm and that's that's I guess that's where I I, I look at it right there is it's hard for me to understand why these other people have this mindset that mm-hmm. they need to treat someone differently because they're black or they're uh, they're Asian or they're whatever um, mm-hmm. or because they they like someone of the same gender. You know, I, I just don't get it. I really don't. Yeah. I mean, I, I totally get what, I totally get where you're coming from. Do you, now, do you have like family that kind of is a little either racist or racially insensitive that you have to hold accountable or or you or you, your family pretty straight across the board? I think my family is pretty uh, open and understanding uh, with, I guess, the racial differences and, and sexual differences that there are in this world. Um, you know, I come from a family, this is where it gets to me. Um, well, let me explain it. I come from a family that, uh, was heavily involved in law enforcement. My, my dad worked in the department of corrections. Uh, Mm Um, my, my grandpa was, um, he was, he worked for the, he worked for the state of Michigan as a police officer, as a detective, um, mm-hmm. and my grandma worked for a sheriff's office. My aunt worked for a sheriff's office and, you know, they, they're very open people and they are very, you know, they have friends that are black. They have friends that are gay. They have friends that are everything pretty much. They, <laughs> they don't care. They're not, they're not like that, but right. it's unfortunate what it's gotten to at this point because there's been so much frustration with police in particular Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. that now, you know, it gets to a point where there's a group of people and I I don't know uh, how you, how you feel about it. um, But to me, there's bad people that unfortunately get to be cops and those bad people have tarnished the reputation of, I think law enforcement through a lot mm-hmm. of the country right now. But at the end of the day, I really still do believe that most cops are good people just trying to make a living, trying to help people out that, you know, just trying to do their job, I guess. And that they're not like mm-hmm. whatever the name of that cop was that, that killed George Floyd. Or, mm-hmm. or there's a couple other cases out there that, that are, um, 
that are being thrown around on the internet. You know, there's, there's unfortunately bad people that get in those jobs and, and it, it's, it's now revolving to the point where people where cities or government wants to defund police and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. I, that's, that's kind of where I get, or my family and even me get a little bit like, okay, hold up a second here uh, with, with what needs to happen to bring justice you know, ramify everything to make things better for the for the country, uh, for all people in the country. And to, to me, like my my initial thought with it is police aren't paid very much right now. It's not a very glorious job. Um, you know, rather than cut funding to police, why are wh- why is it not discussed to actually increase funding, to increase training, to increase the uh the type of people we're attracting um, to be police officers. And also I want to know about what the efforts are to get more African-Americans as police officers, Um, you know, and and make sure that we're, we have well-represented African-American police officers. I know some, some police cities have do have police chiefs and, that are African-American and, and a lot of uh, African-American officers, but I think we could probably do better um, right. with that. And I think that's where change really comes to, to me versus defunding. And then what are we getting to? And that's, that's my opinion on it. And that's kind of, you know, where my family sits on it. We're, we're not, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not racist. They're not racist. We, we, we love people by who they are, not, not what they are, um, mm-hmm. but that's that's kind of where uh, they we're, tend to disagree with. You know, like that's that's where they draw the line because mm-hmm. it's unfortunate that some people are protesting to get justice, other people are now protesting to just cause anarchy, yeah. and that's kind of where the line's drawn. That's that's fair. So when you're uh, police, so when the the your the people in your family. Do they get upset when they see, you know, if they put on an NBA uh, a game that's happening down in the bubble and they see Black Lives Matter on the court, or if they go on the internet and they see, do they get a what? How do they feel about that? Or does that not bother them? What's what's the, what's the case with that? Uh, I don't. We don't really. We don't really talk about that much. Um, I don't know if we. They necessarily disagree with it, but. It's kind of one of those things where here's the way I look at it. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't mind that, that they kneel, they wear black lives matter um, gear. That's, that's fine with me. That's, that's the right. I mean, it's, it's the United States of America, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can, you can stand, you can kneel for what you want to. Um, but I don't think that kneeling is the only way that you can uh, express or portray the fact that, uh, there's social injustice in this country. Right. Uh, I know the NHL, they, instead of, you know, separate teams lining up at the blue lines for, for the anthem, they still stood, but they mixed and linked arms. They mixed teams, linked arms. And I saw on Twitter, it was trending that fans were kneeling for the players. And that, that upset me because it's like, you don't have to kneel for the anthem to, to make a, uh, make a statement, you know, it's almost yeah. like 
it's almost like the reverse is happening. Remember how everyone was like, oh, Colin Kaepernick, he, you know, he's the only one kneeling. You know, everyone was was, yeah. was up in arms about it. And now it's like, now everyone's up in arms if you stand for the anthem as a professional athlete. Like, what is, right. I, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, everyone has their, their right to do what, what they want. And it's not like they're not saying anything about it. They're, they are. They just choose right. to do it in a different way, you know? Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's a, that's a fair that's a fair point. You know, kneeling isn't the end all be all. And right. if you don't kneel now, saying what you think about making it up about what it is, that's one thing. But if you are like, if you're the type of person that is that is you know pro kneeling that doesn't have any problem with kneeling, but you personally don't kneel, I don't have a I don't have a problem with that because there are many there are many different ways and many different avenues to build and to raise awareness for for racism and social injustice other than kneeling and kneeling is fine but there there's there's more than one you know there's there's more than one way to get to get to a to get to your destination it's right. not, it doesn't just have to be it doesn't right. just have to be uh with with the, but I, I totally understand where you're coming right because i think ever i think a lot of people in this country at this point are on the same page about improving uh the the social equalities of our country um and you, the you fact think- that we're still making such a big deal about who's kneeling who's standing i, I it, it's just like it's ah. you know it everyone's you. still everyone's it still on you. the same page but it, it's almost like we we get caught up in arguing about over stupid stuff right exactly instead yeah. of focusing on what are we doing to actually make a change? Kneeling is great. It, br- it brings awareness or, you know, standing, doing different things, whatever it is, like the NHL did or, or what other sports are doing. Uh, but what, is, what are the actual actions? Like, what is it that's going to solve problems? And that's what I touched on earlier. You know, my opinion is, mm-hmm. you know, I think we should, if not keep the funding the same, improve funding to police departments to make better training, better uh, better uh, fielding of, of uh, applicants for police officer jobs, um, attract more people to become police officers so we get better people being police officers. And then the third thing is, I think, recruiting more African-Americans to become police officers. Um, I think that's very important. Yeah, I mean, I, I no, make no bones about it. Um, and also, you just do a better job of, you know, of keeping track of these people because a lot right. of these people they go out on the internet and on their little social media page, they, you know, and then they post and then they how they you can't have people that basically walk around, you know, with white supremacist or racist views on their social media page and have them showing up for work. That that right. that that you that you cannot do. So, right, right. That same, should be your warning sign right the, there. The same the same way that we basically go above and beyond and and make sure every I is dotted and every T is crossed when it comes to a federal position in law enforcement. The same thing needs to needs to happen for your local county or your local city uh a police officer you know we can't we can't you know you can't you can't go all in when it's, when it comes to the federal government and then you know just because they passed it just because they passed the test doesn't necessarily mean that they should be a police officer it's, right. you know especially if they have prejudice or hateful uh views about black people and have a track record of of uh of abusing power 
Right, exactly. But that's a lot of police departments are at the point right now where they they can't make that choice because they don't have enough candidates for the job. Um, and I know for that that police officer, the the one that put the knee on George Floyd's neck, um, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, there were reports that he had many um, many he issues was, or reported he, problems. In he the was past. Ri- he was written up right. He was written up. I f- I don't have and, the number in front of me. He was he was reported. I think. Uh, he got like a dozen complaints. So he 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 shouldn't have been on the. I have a rant that's on one of my <laughs> uh, that's on one of my th- one of my things. It's it's a, I'll I'll DM it to you so when you finish you can go back and listen. But uh, he had he had multiple multiple chances for the for the department to do something about him because he gotten in trouble many a time and they didn't do anything about it. Right. But do you know did it did it say like why they didn't do anything about it? Well, part oh, I don't think most of them from what I remember, I'm going way back in like late May, but okay. I I think that most of them it was like it wasn't it, they, they were they were um you know, it was bad stuff that he did, but I don't think it wasn't like, you know, he killed, you know, he killed somebody and got away with it. It was more or less of uh of of bad police conduct or something right. like that you yeah, know and, and you know a reason could be because you know there's not an officer to replace him so it makes it harder to fire him and i don't know if that was the case there but i know not a to, lot of police departments to, struggle right with... and not not to mention i hate to cut you off and not to mention no that there's also that environment where you know, if you report me, you're basically going to be an outcast of the rest of the police right. department because yeah. there's kind of like that that boys club that exists within police department. But anyway, right. getting off the serious stuff, let's get into a little lighthearted conversation. <laughs> so you you mentioned many a times, you know, you went to school in urban Detroit. You grew up in the Detroit area. You live in uh, Tampa, Florida. And I believe, according to a fandom page on the internet, you know these people could be lying, so don't you know, hold hold me to it. But your full, but your actual name is Keenan. Uh, what Keenan Michael Kowalski? Did I get that right? Robert Kowalski. Robert Kowalski. Yeah. Uh, and when and when I read that, when I found it out, I said to myself, that has to be one of the coolest names I've ever seen. Really? I've ever seen in my yeah. Ke- a because I don't know about you, but Keenan to me sounds like a black name. So it is. I, it kind of yeah. is. I mean, Keenan so. Kell, and I know. Uh, well, I guess he was one of uh, one of the guys I knew in high school. Uh, his name was Keaton, but we'd always get freaking. They'd always get our names mixed up. But right. he was African American. I was white. You know. And and, of, and I like the name Robert. And then of course, and then of course, Kowalski is one of the. And the reason why I like that name so much is because I grew up on the Penguins of Madagascar and Nickelodeon, and one of the <laughs> uh, one of the characters' names yeah. is Kowalski. So yeah. I, I've always I've always had a soft spot for that. Name. Yeah, so I guess I'll, everything kind of goes together for you on that name. Yeah, I like uh, there's not a there's not a part of your name. I don't yeah. like twenty five years old. Uh, your birthday was uh, when February sixteenth. February sixth. So, are you are you bothered at all that the fact that your birthday is either a in the winter time, b 
B two days after Valentine's Day. What do you, do you like where your birthday is? Do you have any problems with that? Or? No, I guess I guess it's all right. I don't, you know, I I used to live in Michigan. Now I live in Florida, which winter usually sucks. But um, uh, no, it just reminds me that uh, at least even though Valentine's Day, I'll be lonely. I have my birthday two days away. <laughs> now, do you do you like Valentine's Day? I've I've been on the record going on the air saying I can't stand it. I don't it's like so, it. It's I it's mean, it's so overly commercialized, right? And just so cheesy. It's 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 ridiculous. It is. I mean, some people yeah. some people are big into that stuff. There's a certain type of person, and then there's certain types of people that just are not. I'm not either, man. I I can't I can't stand that holiday as far as I can throw it. Right. Um. So so did you grow up? Did you did you have any brothers and sisters growing up? What was uh What was uh, your childhood like? I was an only child, man. An only and child. Are you an only child? No, I no. got. I'm the oldest of of three. I got a oh. brother that's two years. I got a brother who's two years older than me. Give him credit. His name's Ian. He introduced me to your channel. So oh, okay, all right. All, He's all, all right. props. All props go to, go to my brother Ian, who I've had on the program. And then, of course, I have a younger sister. who's three years younger than me. She'll be fifteen in October, and so I'm the so I'm the, the oldest. You get it the hard. Wait, no. Doesn't the middle child technically the one that gets it the hardest? Isn't that the saying? No, it's the, the oldest. The, it's the oldest. Child. Yeah, the the youngest gets it, especially since the youngest is a girl too. Ooh, no, she's gets you, it made. No, no, she doesn't. Oh, okay. It's well, it's kind of fifty fifty. It's fifty fifty <laughs> between the middle between the middle child and uh, and my younger sister. But me, I I'm. I'm the first through everything. You know, I got to experience right. everything first and get yelled at. It's 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 me and it's everybody else. <laughs> um. So so being the only child, what was your what was your like your companion, so to speak, growing up? Because you didn't have any brothers or sisters. What was it like, uh, essentially, being an only child? I don't know. I've always kind of liked being alone and having my own stuff, uh, just having my own time and, and and stuff like that. But there was a we had a dog growing up. Uh, that I grew up with, but um, that's about it. I mean, I, I had friends. I, I played hockey um, in high school, and I mean, ever since I was five, I played hockey. So uh, busy with that. I had a lot of friends in that, and, and you know, everything else just kind of fell in place. It was uh, sometimes I, I wished I would have had a, a brother, probably not a sister though. Um, <laughs> but uh, it, at the end of the day, I think I think it was best to be an only child. Real quick, I just this just came up on my Instagram feed uh, for I don't know what game this exactly is, but before an NHL game that started about a at about five thirty had a bunch of the NHL players gather in a circle with the spotlight on them with the uh, with the um, the video boards on in the arena saying end racism black life skate for black lives with the NHL so I just wanted just to get that on the board yeah see that's that's good stuff I, I think I don't know uh, I don't know if uh, how you feel about it, but but to me that's it's it's different ways to express the same goal but yeah. But uh, Annie, getting back to what you were saying, so uh, so were you? So the family you had to be close with your family members because you had nobody else. Uh, did, did you have any? Uh, did your uh, parents have any uh, siblings that had kids? Did you have any cousins that you were close with? What? What, what was? Uh, 
did you have any other peers uh you know family peers since you didn't have any siblings no a lot of uh not really we had quite a bit of family up there but they're mainly all just cousins and uh none that are i'm closest right now with my my cousins now versus when i was growing up growing up it just seemed like we were always so busy all winter was hockey and then all summer was Mm -hmm. doing summer things you know my dad my dad was big into fishing that was it still is his thing and uh so there's a lot of fishing during the summer and just going to the beach uh, when I was a kid, I had some uh, friends that were right down the street from me, and I was close to Lake Michigan. We'd ride our bikes to Lake Michigan about every day in the summer when I was younger. So that's probably why I was in much better shape then, too, uh, <laughs> than now. <laughs> um, so so um, why did you move to, uh, to Tampa, move from – um, I, why did you move yeah. from Detroit to Tampa? Uh, there's a couple big reasons. One is I hate winter. I was oh, done with everybody. It. Yeah. Um, but now, in, but, and now that it's summer, I really want to be back in Northern Michigan on the lakes. Uh, and I've been, that's why I've been going up there. Well, I've been going up there so much. A to just see my parents. Cause they're still up there and B because I do want to try to buy a, a place up there on a lake um, nothing, nothing big, nothing spectacular, but just something to have a little property on the lake to be able to enjoy in the summer. Uh, but, uh, the second, anyways, that's why I want to go back to Michigan a little bit in the summer, like only three months in Michigan, mm-hmm. the rest of the time down here. Uh, and the second yeah. big thing is, is Florida doesn't have a state income tax versus, yeah. uh, versus Michigan. Michigan, yeah. Michigan has four and a half percent of everything you make. Michigan takes Florida is 0%. That's, I mean, once you start making some decent money, that's it adds up quick. So that was definitely incentive to move to Florida. Yeah, my father tells me about the state income tax all the time, but uh, I, I I'm pretty much the same way. I don't. I love living in Maryland it, it, during the summer months. You know, with all from I can live here from uh, I can live here from May to September. I can. I guess like October is not too bad up here. I can live here from from May to October, from November to from November to April. I'd rather uh, I'd rather be exactly where you are in Tampa, <laughs> in Tampa. Yeah. But but from but from May to October, it's I don't I don't mind living there. I right, do not minded whatsoever. Yeah, it, it's definitely nice between those times in Michigan too. But I'm particularly just want to be there for the warm months where the water's warm enough to go in. So that's really, really right. three or four months, you know, maybe June, depending on the year, uh, July, August, and September are the, are the months you can actually fully enjoy the state, which when you boil it down, it's only four months of the year, meaning that Florida is still the better place to be most of the year for me. Right. Yeah. I, and I would, and I would agree with that if I was in your situation. Yeah. Um, so, how did you get to starting your own YouTube channel? What was your inspiration behind it? Why and when did you start it? Give me a little bit of background on you starting uh, as as a uh, young YouTuber. Well, I started my channel in what was it, two thousand nine. My channel's old and real old. I started making YouTube videos. I don't know if you've ever gone back to see my oldest YouTube video, but I was recording a tube TV. I was it was the Wii. 
It was a Wii video. Call of Duty Cliffside or Call of Duty World at War Cliffside Wii glitches. That was my very first YouTube video. And uh, it was just, it was a humongous piece of poo. And that's where it all started. I always liked, once I found. How old were you? Well, 2009, I was what, 16, 15, 15, 16, 15, 10, 14, 14, 14. I can't do math, Jai. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do. I can't do that. Either. All right, I was Why fourteen. I that was the answer, and um, I made some really bad content. But when I first discovered gaming on YouTube, I I loved it. I loved watching gaming videos on YouTube, and I thought to myself, "This is what I want to do." And back then, it was Call of Duty. Call of Duty was what I loved, and Call of Duty is what I started on. And my videos were were really bad. But I did start doing uh, a little bit of Wii back then, too, not just Call of Duty stuff. I did a little, like, Cooking Mama. I did a little Wii Sports way back then. And it's kind Mm -hmm. of crazy to think that now, 10 years later, Mm -hmm. my channel actually blows up on some stuff I was just messing around with when I was Mm -hmm. 14, 15 years old. Uh, and, you know, there's all that time in between there that I did all this other stuff with Call of Duty, Minecraft, Fortnite, and my channel ended up really taking off. And your source with, of income. Yeah, with Wii Sports and we that we old, really irrelevant games, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I watched one of your older videos, and I don't know about you, but for whatever the reason, your voice was significantly deeper back then than it is now. I went through I reverse puberty. I don't I, whether it's reverse puberty or all the screaming and screeching that you do wore out your voice. Right. I'm like, gee whiz, why does Professor's voice sound higher now than it did back eight years ago? Right. I think there's two reasons for that. One is the microphone I was using. And two was that I kind of did that with my voice back then for some reason i felt the need to change my voice a bit and talk a little deeper than i normally would and and now i i scream so much in my videos when i scream i get my voice goes up in pitch um which is a little embarrassing but it's what happens and that's why i feel that's like funny. most people yeah, are used to funny. my high pitch voice now see when i when i scream my voice my voice gets deeper right, I, see that's I've, I've, that's more masculine, more manly. Mine is like I turn into a girl. Not that yeah, there's anything wrong with that. But. I've been, I've been, I've, I've been blessed with a uh, with, with a really nice voice. Yeah, you do. Can, you do have a nice voice. Thank you. I, 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 I've always I wanted to be able to scream like like you do, which is why comedian Steve Harvey. Why he? Why? I, I, he's not my favorite. <laughs> But one of the reasons why I like his so much is that he has a very deep voice. So he doesn't, he doesn't, you know, his voice isn't high pitched uh, like yours. But he has like, but he has like that five year old girl scream when he does it in stand up. <laughs> it's, it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, he's he, a funny guy. He, yeah, he, he talks deep and then when he does that scream, it's, ah! and it's, 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 it's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I actually but, just watched a clip of him uh, earlier today. It was, it was funny. Um, 
who was your favorite YouTuber growing up? Now, back then, YouTube wasn't, you know, back when you were essentially in my age group of in your mid-teens, like high, early high school age, YouTube wasn't, I think it was fair to say that YouTube wasn't as big of a uh, entertainment machine as it is now. Right. Who was your who was your favorite uh, YouTuber growing up? What I remember the most, I remember coming home. I took it. I had to be in early high school because I was still have, having to take the bus home, and my bus ride was like an hour and a half home. It sucked. Um, <laughs> but when I got home, I would like put some frozen food in the microwave or oven, and I knew that my favorite YouTuber had just uploaded a new video because he always uploaded at like 4.30, 4 o'clock. And I would watch that. And that YouTuber was Mr. Phantasmo. He was a a Call of Duty YouTuber, Call of Duty gameplay commentator because things weren't very advanced back then. It was just like there were gameplay commentary, guys. There were not much more than that on gaming videos. But he did a lot of Modern Warfare 2 free-for-all stuff. He was really good at that. And then he started a Minecraft series. And I loved his Minecraft series. And that was back when Minecraft was an alpha. And um, I got... Still uploads, too. He does? Yeah, he does. He... he, uh, His last video was two months ago, but I mean... Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's he, more recent than but, 2009. But to think of it, you know, he has 67.5k subs. I just pulled it out myself. But back in the day, you know, he only had maybe 70,000 ish subs even back in his heyday. But he was like a big YouTuber then, which right. is just to put it in perspective how different things were then. Yeah, like 70,000. I mean, he was Machinima was big back then. Mm-hmm. He was one of the the directors for Machinima. So he was he was a big you know a big YouTuber a big gaming YouTuber back then with seventy k subs. Now seventy k subs is just some well, it's, I mean, it's okay, it's, it's okay but, it's but, nothing, but it's nothing to yeah. brag about, right? Yeah. It, it, it's just crazy how different things are. Yeah. Uh, things have changed, but I loved his his Minecraft series, and I don't know if you watch my Minecraft, but I always call skeletons skeletons, and it's from him. Yeah, but it it just shows it just shows how big, partly because the uh, the medium is so oversaturated with a bunch of nonsense, right? And a bunch of dopes getting you know painting the faces over the over uh, you know on YouTube, right? Uh, James Charles Jeffrey Star, I'm talking about you, right? I gotta be I gotta be fair. I, gotta be, I don't see how in the world people can just sit around hour upon hour upon hour and watch people paint their face with the makeup girls I, I, man I, I, girls. I, 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 can't, I can't i can't do it i can't do it i can't do it i won't do it i don't understand how people can do it and then you got you know everyone's doing minecraft and then and then you got these people that with no personality no human they got nothing quirky there's no little edge to them that makes them entertaining they're literally a decent looking face that act like a bunch of idiots put a camera up say a couple of stupid things that the camera will be on for probably if they're up uh, fifteen hours a day, the camera will probably be on ten. But they, but because there's so much nonsense that they record in in their day when they're vlogging, that their video was like two minutes and thirty seconds long. I, but part of the fact that this channel is just so, or not the channel, but the medium is just so overly saturated with a lot with a lot of nonsense. 
which is why the guy with the 70,000 subscribers was a big deal back in like 2010. But 10 years later in 2020, 70,000 subscribers is barely nothing. Right. But, um, but yeah. And, 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 and to be fair for the record, I'm not a Minecraft guy. So I got, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. Nothing against you personally. I just, no, I can't, I, I can't get into the Minecraft. Okay. When, 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 when you do, we, when you, we party, we sports, we sports resort, uh, uh, we party you, Tamadachi life. I'm there. It's just when, when you, when you, when you go Minecraft, I, I can't. Nothing against you, but that, but that, but, <laughs> yeah. but that, that game bores me to tears. Uh, no worries. <laughs> but, um, when did you first realize that you had something special? with your channel i don't know if i ever realized i had something special but for some reason everything regarding my wii sports was blowing up you know i in about may last year is when i switched from Fortnite to just random stuff and my channel Mm -hmm. took a huge hit in views june of 2019 was my worst month ever i didn't even get a million views in the month i maybe got six hundred thousand views in the month um and then by August, I got like 20 million views in a month. So somewhere in there, towards the end of July, about a year ago, uh, end of July last year, um, you know, I was just doing my course, uploading random, playing me playing random games. I noticed one of my old Wii Sports Raging and Funny Moment videos was my top viewed video in the last 48 hours, which means something because if a video from that long ago is the most view getting video on your channel at the time, something must be going on. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to do a Wii sports raging and funny moments video. Cause I did a few Wii sports videos before that, uh, between May and July, but I, I, I titled them something different, like John wick versus whatever, or, uh, you know, just Mm. Wii sports memes because my mom grounded me from Fortnite. I think was the first Wii sports (laughs) video I, I came back to. But I decided to make a Wii Sports video and just title it Wii Sports Raging and Funny Moments. I think Wii, your, Sport, Wii Sports your, Resort, Raging and Funny Moments. Your mother grounded you from Fortnite. Fortnite is a is a new game. You're 25 years old. Well, but, it, it was a joke. Oh. oh. <laughs> yeah. to say. So, so uh, yeah, I decided to upload a Wii Sports Resort, Raging and Funny Moments video. And that video took off right from the start. And that's when I knew... Something was up, and then I just kind of stuck with it, doing Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort, then Wii Party, then a bunch of other stuff until we are here. Uh, now I'll get in. Now let me get into you. Did you did you expect your channel to grow as big as it did, or or did you think that it was just a little? It was your fifteen minutes fl- uh, flash in the pan. I thought at first, yeah, I thought it was just, uh, you know, this is a phase. It will burn out in a few days. And then it didn't. And after a few months of it, that's when I realized, okay, I think this is this is here to stay. At least for a little bit longer. And I quit my job. What, what, what was your previous job? I was a project manager for a construction company. Wow. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. Um. Uh. What What did you? I hate to go back to your childhood, but what What did you What did your parents do, growing when you were growing up? Uh. So my mom 
My mom worked in the hospital for a bit. I'm not sure what she did. But and then she uh she ended up going to work for uh the courthouse. Now she works mm-hmm. in the courts. Uh, I believe she works with friend of the court, so she deals with uh deal with child support stuff and stuff like that. So uh fun job, I'm sure. And then uh, my dad worked for the Department of, of Corrections, the Michigan Department of Corrections, uh, but he's since retired. So I was, you know, I had a, I had a middle class upbringing, I would say. I hear you. Um, so, so for those of you all that are unaware of this guy, this guy, part of the rise in popularity is the fact that this guy rages and when I mean rage, if you think I get angry, he is ten times worse than I am. He screams, screeches. <laughs> if if something in a game pisses him off, he has. You've heard that he has like a little bit of a maniacal, evil laugh that he has. And then there's just times where he just has this cackling, like he's going, like like his brain is on, is going for a loop, like a, a total psychotic laughter that you've never heard before. He's broken many a Wii remotes with Wii Motion Plus inside. He one time he threw one time he got so mad that he threw a Wii remote into his television screen. So, and I bring all that up to ask you, Poof, do you, when you record a video, do you plan on raging in your videos? So uh, let so better way to put this: Do you stage it? Do you like I'm going in? I'm a, I'm a I'm a break something for the views. You know, I, it not you're not necessarily planning when you're going to do it, but you go into that video wanting to break something, or is it or is your rage more or less spontaneous? I would say my rage just gets the best of me. Uh, you know, I have a good idea when I go to play Wii Sports or Wii Party, except one of the first times I played like Wii Party and stuff, I had no idea, but. When I when I go in to play them now, I know there's a chance I'm going to get mad at the game, but I don't know what it is that's going to piss me off. Like yesterday's mm-hmm. video, I don't know if you watched the tennis. One, I saw it. I saw it. Yeah. I didn't. I thought it was going to be a lot easier, and mm-hmm. that's what caught me off guard and made me really mad. Uh, is that I thought I'd have a really easy time with that one, and I didn't, and that pisses me off. It's almost like what pisses me off the most is I have a plan when I go in that I'm going to knock mm-hmm. these out pretty quick. And do them all in one video. Get it all in one video, every sport. And then I struggle like that on tennis. And that pisses me off. Because my plan, my thought was, I'm going to have this all in one video. But because I struggled so much in tennis, I'm like, God darn it. I have to now make... (laughs) I could have said other words, but... uh, (laughs) Yes. Now I have to do this in a longer setting... And right. I have to do multiple videos. This isn't mm-hmm. what I wanted. And that's, that's I think, what helps fuel. Not only is just the, I think it is complete crap, a lot of the things that happen. But I also the- have this plan in my head of what I want the video to be. And it's right. not being it. So I get mad at that, too. So it makes me more mad at the situation unfolding. Yeah. And and the game and the games are indeed uh, rigged or altered in, in a certain sense for the CPU to win because it was because of your videos that I picked up part of it your videos and part of it being stuck in the house in quarantine with Corona right that I picked up playing the Wii again 
and they and they were moments in the in the games I never realized playing it as a young child, but now being a young adult, <laughs> eighteen years old, I'm like I'm like no wonder this guy freaking breaks re- Wii remotes all the time and everything, because because this stuff literally will will anger you to the point where you want to break something. With I mean, with every it's it's like but you you know you know what's my biggest pet peeve, and then I'll go on to ask you another follow up question. My biggest I don't know if you realize this. But why in the world, when you play baseball, does a curveball move at ninety miles an hour? If it's ninety, now I've been. Now I am no. I'm not a. Fu- I'm not going to be a future major league baseball player. I'm aware of that. But <laughs> I've watched baseball long enough. I played little league up to my sophomore year in high school. I've watched the games on television and in person. Heard them on radio. I know baseball like it's the back of my hand. Okay, there's no one. There's they're gonna. It's hard pressed to find an 18 year old that know, that knows as much about baseball as I do. But I've been around the game for uh, for a decent amount of time. When has ever a curveball moved at 90 plus miles an hour? If it and I say this all the time, if it moves at 90 miles an hour, nine times out of ten, it ain't a it ain't a curveball. It's 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 a it's 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 a sinker. It's a it's a two seam, four seam web. If it's moving at ninety miles an hour, it ain't a curveball. Because if it's moving at ninety miles an hour, the thing cannot curve. It's it's science scientifically, it it breaks the laws of physics. It's not it's not possible. But anyway, I just have to get that <laughs> off my chest. Every single time I'm playing Wii Sports baseball, and then they give me a pitch curveball ninety miles an hour. Like you morons, it ain't a curveball if it's moving at ninety miles an hour. A curveball has a specific movement to it. It can't have that specific movement to it. Be a curveball and move at ninety miles an hour. It's 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 against the laws of physics. It's not scientifically possible. Anyway, I had to get that off my chest. So I apologize. <laughs> uh, what was your hardest uh, mission? Well, first off, before I get into that, so in the video that you uploaded yesterday. It was like it was the what you uploaded. It was about a half hour, twenty eight minutes. How long? How long does it typically take when you upload a Wii Sports video like that? How much of like actual real time does it take up compared to what what we see? That was about two hours. Uh, that video. Two hours that you trimmed down into a half hour video. Right. Yep. Uh, and that's. Uh, Kind of typical, depending on the video. Some videos definitely go long. It's usually at least two hours. Um, you know, uh, the, the what was it, bowling ones where I'm trying to go for a perfect game, that's usually yeah. a lot of hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like basketball, going for the three-point three was a yeah. lot of hours. It just depends. At the end of the yeah. day, that tennis, even though I struggled a lot more than I thought I would, it still didn't take that long, I guess, but still longer. I was thinking that that could be done in at, at most an hour. Right. Uh, so, yeah, and we get to see a little bit of it because sometimes you live stream your um you live stream your content on Twitch right and then you and then you go back when the stream is over you cut it down into a YouTube we get to see that where you're where you're streaming for like you know four you know you right. start a stream at like seven o'clock and your stream doesn't end till 
about a quarter to two. So uh, right. I, so I I, I kind of get like a little bit of a feel of of how, of how that goes. Right now now when you stay up late recording and essentially working, do what's what's like your sleep schedule? Do you get <laughs> do you do you do you get up at like one o'clock in the afternoon and then? Go to bed at like you know what's 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 been your sleep schedule, especially with Corona and yeah. everything oh, else. How's, yeah, how's that going? Yeah, and, and Corona definitely doesn't help it because it's like there's nothing. Now it's a little bit more normal because sometimes I'll go to lunch with my grandparents at eleven, so it gets me up a little earlier. But like to, last night, I think I was up until four or something in the morning. And I didn't even stream last night. That's the that's the big thing with just having your own working from home, I guess. And having a, a a job in quotation marks like this, it's just that I don't ever feel like I need to go to bed at a certain time, so mm-hmm. I just end up staying up. I was watching videos on moths last night. You know how you go sometimes go on a hole on YouTube, yeah. <laughs> you just start watching and you, stuff, and you can't, and you can't <laughs> escape it. Yeah. yeah, that was me been, last night until about there. four or something in the morning. Yep, been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt, brother. I, exactly what, I know yeah. exactly where you're coming from with that. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, it, my sleep schedule is all over the place. To answer your question, you it was doing decent, uh, but I think last night just ruined that. I think I just uh, pushed my sleep schedule to probably going to bed three, four, and getting up at. I was still up at ten today. I don't know why. I that's know. that's like less than eight hours. You are yeah, right? I know, man. I'm I'm feeling okay though. I don't know. I went to bed at two at a little after two and woke up. I woke up at around a little after ten, and then I you know fought it around you know check text messages because I graduated high school last night. So right, congrats, still, man, on that. Thank thank you. I appreciate that. And, uh, and, you know, so and then I go back to sleep and then I get a text message, you know, bing, and I look at my phone and it's like, my dad wants me to, uh, go to the grocery store with him. And this was like at like 11, 11, 15 in the morning. So I said, you know what, I'm going to get up, do this. And that, and that's why I was like, that's why part of the reason I had to push, push, keep pushing you back no because going grocery shopping and, you know, for, 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 I got, I got a pet peeve right quick. You get to a certain point, and then you go. It's just too many freaking people, you know. And, and it's yeah. too many people, and it's just just strolling around like it's a walk in the park. No, it's Corona. We ain't supposed to be this close to begin with. Get into the store, get what you want, and get, get out. out. <laughs> because nine times out of ten, the people that are going to the store don't have five adult sized people living up in there. It's it's just it's it's two three people. That's it. Get what you right. want and get out. It's gets it to a certain point in the afternoon, especially on a Saturday, where it's, it's like get, get away. Just right. let me. I, right. I get this, I get no, this I get. My I I get upset about it too because what pisses? I live in Metro Tampa, right? This is right. Uh, how many millions of people live here. You cannot go grocery shopping after eight thirty p.m. right now. Every grocery store is closed by nine p.m. Right. In Metro Tampa. So everyone mm-hmm. now has to go shopping between for t- essentially 12, 14 hours of the day that you have a grocery store op- open instead of 24. Mm-hmm. And I get it. If you got to sanitize or whatever, fine. Or you got to spend more time restocking, fine. But really, Walmart, you can't, you got to close at 830 
You got to be closed for what? The eight thirty to six, eight thirty to seven. Actually, they don't open till seven. So only about half the day they're not even open now. So now you have more people going in there through a tighter window. I don't like grocery shopping during the day. I like going at night where it's quieter. There aren't as many people, and now I can't. And a lot of it just I. I get so upset about it because it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like this is counterproductive. Walmart, you're posting record profits um, and you're being open. Well, that's probably why you're posting <laughs> record profits because it's easy to sell grocery store items right now because everyone's <laughs> still panicking for whatever reason and buying way yeah. more than they need. And then they only have to be <laughs> open half the time that they usually yeah. are. So they're not. Yeah. I'm- yeah, <laughs> I'm, but I, I went to go look up and see if that was just a Tampa thing. No, the Walmart that's about five minutes from where I'm sitting here. They they close. What you're, you said that yours closes at nine. Mine eight thirty. Yeah, mine's eight thirty. Yeah, eight thirty. So I guess it's like a Publix. I guess it's like a a, a, right. a a national thing. It's national for Walmart and Publix is the other major grocery chain down here. They're open till nine. So that's your later option. And they they recently moved it to nine. It used to be like seven or eight for Publix too. So, but either way, it's ridiculous. I don't know if you ever heard of Meyer. I know when I'm up in Northern no. Michigan, they have Meyer stores, which are like Walmarts, but they're yeah. of the Midwest. And uh, they're open till 11 or midnight. So, I've... so I can go grocery shopping later in a town of 6,000 people than I can in a metropolitan area of millions of people. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I, I've heard of Publix. I've been there one, you know, a couple of times because I've made trips down into the Florida area you know, a couple of times in my life. But I, you know, me not being a Florida native, I don't go, you know, there's no Publix here. Right. Maryland, but, but yeah, but it's, it's, you know, you like going at night. My dad likes doing it early, early in the day. He literally will wake up he he likes to shop either on he shops these three days of the week Thursdays Fridays and Saturdays Ooh. when he does it he he you know he picks and chooses but when he does it he likes to do it early in the morning gets up at about seven o'clock my my dad my dad is is a morning guy he you know he comes from the mindset where you you know you get up early you can get a lot done right uh, you know you using those hours, sounds- which I have no which I have no problem with I'm I'm just not a morning person I yeah. I. I my my prime time in my day is from eleven a.m. is from about from noon to one in the morning. That's that's when that's when my, my I'm, I've always been known as a night owl. Right? Yeah, no, but but he but he likes to go early in the morning to avoid the crowds. But man, I'm trying to tell you, especially on Saturdays, you get till it's about you get till it's about. 11, 11, 12 o'clock on a Saturday, especially especially during now where Maryland isn't, you know, Maryland's like scaled it back to a little bit. We haven't completely shut down, but it's ever since ever since Maryland like started to like open up, you know, slowly but surely again. Boy, I tell you. It gets to a certain point of day. It ain't, it ain't no sense in going out, right? I, I'm, 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 I'm trying to tell you, there's, there's, there's really no, no sense in going out. And again, like what you said, I didn't understand, and I went crazy about this back in March. I mean, I, I understand that this, the uncertainties of this virus and everything else, and I understand, you know, the with with a lot of unknowns that there is, uh, that there is going to be some. Uh, 
you know, fear involved. But I, but I mean, gee whiz. I mean, people were, were going crazy as if they were going to be locked up. Here's the part I understand. People went crazy at the supermarket like, like they were going to be locked in their homes for the next decade. <laughs> but, but, yet, but yet at the same time, we're going up to our, to our state courthouses, you know, some of them with rifles in our hands, with signs, American, you know, demanding that we open up everything. So let me get this straight. We go crazy at the supermarkets like we're going to be locked in our houses for the next, you know, for the next quarter of a century. But yet at the same time, we, we demand that our, our state officials and our governors and the people that work for the state government to open up everything. I, 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 I don't understand that. We go, you know, we act like that there's that there's an apocalypse going on, you know, because of, because of a virus. But at the same time, you you must open up stuff because because I want my because I want my freedoms back. I've never I've never understood that. We you know we we buy we buy the grocery stores out of house and home, but yet open but yet open up but yet open up everything. Well, hold on now. You, you either you either panic to the point right. where where I'm going to stores and, and they have signs. You can only I was at the store today where you can only take one thing of uh, of disinfectant wipes right or, or chicken or it's not that big vid- stay right. they've or been limiting that, right right or it's not that big of a deal open up everything i've i i haven't understood that uh, it's it's, right. it's 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 two extremes open up everything everything's good is normal and then again they got the other side where it's basically an apocalypse you're gonna be locked in your house for 25 years and <laughs> and, click, and, 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 this, right. and this is how people this is how people reacted in uh in, in mid-march here it is august 1st and essentially not that much has changed yes we had like a month where everything was mutually shut down and there was like and you only could be out if you honestly were an essential worker or you had to go to the grocery store but when you think about it not that much has changed you know from from like march 13th to august 1st but anyway that's that that's not no yeah right yeah it's almost like our mindset about the virus has changed a little bit since then now it's like i don't know i think i think people are realizing it's well, before it was like, oh, this will be gone in, in a month, so might as well shut down for a couple weeks or a month or whatever it be. Mm. But so now people are realizing, well, this isn't going away. Yeah, so we're in trouble. So we, we essentially, we just have to balance it until uh, either bulk immunity is reached or a uh, vaccine can be effective. Mm-hmm. Yep. Getting, I don't know how we got off to that, but anyway, I'm getting grocery off stores. The yeah. <laughs> But getting back to your channel, what was the hardest feat you had to accomplish? Beating Tommy at basketball, <laughs> for those of y'all who don't know, is like the boss, the champion that's in the game. That's like the pinnacle of Wii Sports Resort basketball. What was that more hardest to accomplish, beating Tommy in basketball or getting more recent perfect three-point contest? Beating Tommy was the bigger one there, I, I think. Any um, reason why? I don't know. Something about it. Uh, Tommy was <sighs> shooting threes is just shooting threes. Beating Tommy is like a combination of, um, you know, all-star caliber defense with some, you know, solid strategy and offense and some good shooting. Um, and pray to God that the game doesn't <laughs> screw you. <over. laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, whereas, you know, the, the three point was just hitting threes. Um, and I think it, I don't know, maybe it did take me longer to get the perfect three point contest though, but, uh, either way, I think it was a bigger feat to get 
to beat Tommy. I think Tom beating Tommy is the biggest feat I have accomplished on the entire channel. I mean, we party you master difficulty was pretty damn hard too. Yeah. So yeah. they've they've all provided some <laughs> great, phenomenal, entertaining content. So right. I got no problems with you. Exactly. What? Now you've been notorious for breaking crap, especially uh, Wii remotes, and one particularly when you were trying to beat Tommy, you threw the remote at the at the TV. What? Uh, what? Uh, what uh, piece of uh, I guess Wii equipment do you regret? Excuse me. Do you regret breaking the most? <laughs> um, what was that? Was that your dog? Did I have, no? Was that me? Did oh. I make a sound or did I? You you laughed. You yeah. I asked I asked the question and then you paused and then you laughed at something. Yeah, I'm just thinking about everything I broke. I'm looking at it. Oh, I got a pile of Wii remotes there. I have a broken TV mounted on the wall. I have, you know, so much stuff broke. But didn't what you throw? Didn't you throw a Wii remote at your wall one time and put a hole in it? Yeah, I have a hole in the wall back there that I'm looking at. Um, you know, there's a lot. There's a lot, Jai. There's a lot. Honestly, <laughs> I, I don't know if there's one particular thing that I regret the most. Um, it's just, I don't know. Probably, it's got to be in the moment. I would say the thing I regret the most is probably. A Wii remote when it's my last Wii remote. Yeah, that yeah. to me is like, oh, now what do I do? <laughs> I don't have a Wii remote. And right. I have to go to GameStop and buy a used one, which they're usually crap. So then I have to wait for a new one to come on uh, through Amazon. But I'm trying, my big plan right now is to do a custom Wii remote um, wow. to try to get a company to make me a, a Wii remote. So that's, oh, that's, not bad. that's, that's the new idea. What's your what's like the what's the revenue that you bring in a year? Are you would you call yourself a, a millionaire? What what do we what, what, what do we talk? I wouldn't about? call myself a millionaire. I see, some people think like I, I live the rock star lifestyle, but in reality, I live more like a good doctor. Uh, you know, that's the kind of uh, um, lifestyle that YouTube provides for me. I make I make what a good doctor would make. Um, and uh quarter if, of a million a year um probably oh it depends depends on the year if you average out all my years i've done youtube and and get a yearly a yearly revenue from that i mean it's probably not much a year um but you know if you look at the last year then you know you're talking you're talking probably what like a like a heart surgeon would get like a really good heart surgeon would get or a um, you know, I'm not sure how baseball contracts work. I know some guys get crazy, but you know, a, an average NHL player, you know, not, not a million in a year, yeah. but, but up there close. Um, you're flirting with, it. yeah, I, I yeah. was hoping, Look. I was hoping I could get it, but with Corona and, you know, just a little bit of a slump in the channel, I'm not going to hit that in a year, but still plenty, you know, it's still up there. Um, and well, when when you're when you're flirting when you're driving a two what is it a 2016 Lambo yeah I, I, it's fair to say that you're uh, you're, you're not right. you're not exactly see, struggling yeah no I'm not but keep in mind 
a lot of things that I have are, you know, I have a mortgage on my house. I have a car payment on my Lamborghini. I have a car payment on everything. I don't own any of my big purchases outright. I have good credit. I have uh, a college degree still to fall back on, uh, which can't afford all the stuff that I have. But, (laughs) But even the way I look at it, Jaius, I think I have a different mindset than a lot of YouTubers. I think a lot of YouTubers are very conservative with their money until they get to a certain point where they're really big and probably making, um, you know, well into the six figures a month. But for me, it's more so, you know, I know what my life can be if I just, you know, use my college degree. I'll have a decent job. I'll live a decent life. I'll be a decent middle, eventually upper middle class citizen. And I'm okay with that. But I've mm-hmm. I've been presented with a really unique opportunity here with YouTube that mm-hmm. has provided me with a lot more money than I would ever make uh, with that job. And the way I look at it is I'm going to live my life. There, there are things I've always wanted to have. A Lamborghini was one of them. Not a very good – I bought it used, so, you know, I don't hit, take the hit in depreciation or anything like that. But, you know, I, I still got a, a, a loan on it. I got a good interest rate on it. So, I, you know, I did it. And, you know, this house, it's way too big for just one person. But you know what? I really liked it. I like having a little bit of privacy, a little bit of space, you know, space of my own. If people come over, family comes over, everyone's happy. Everyone's got plenty of space. Uh, I have a pool, a hot tub, everything I can want. So, you know what? I did it. Mm -hmm. And and if YouTube comes crashing down, you know, I'm just going to be like everyone. I'm going to live a life like everyone else. And I'm okay with that. You know, there's different ways to be happy in life. And right. uh, to me, you know, I could have saved all this money and, and planned it out to just make sure that I can just live an average life for the rest of my life. Or I could live it up for a little bit and see what happens. And that right. was more of my thing. And Corona made me confident that I made the right choice. Because I think a lot of people realize with Corona that life can change or end at any moment. In an instant. Yep. And you don't know. And what'd you do with your life? What'd you do with your money? What'd you do with your family? What'd you do? You know, there's a, there's a lot of things to look at it. And, and that's, that's the way I looked at it. And I'm, I'm, I don't regret anything that I did. Um, you know, there, there might be moments where I say, Ooh, you know, maybe that wasn't the best uh, spending of money. I'm sure when I sell my Lamborghini and see how much I actually lose on that thing, I will, uh, I will, you know, I was smart for a little bit, but hey, I can say I owned a Lamborghini and not many people in the world have, you know? Right. And do you have like a goal? Are you trying to like hit like a certain subscriber Mm. pinnacle? What's, what's, what's your goal you're trying to accomplish with your channel? You know, I try not to make, that's the thing that I, I, I think I struggle with. I don't know if I struggle with, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to create a plan for myself with is that when YouTube was really, when my YouTube blew up, I mean, it was just a, a side hobby, right? I worked my day job and came home and did some YouTube stuff and, and it blew up. So even though YouTube is now my job, I'm trying to keep it still casual, um, which makes me feel bad at times because I'm like, my life depends on this. But at the same time, knowing your life depends on it changes your mindset. It changes what you feel like you have to say, what you feel like you have to do. Whereas I just need to keep it casual. I just need to do whatever I want to do. Say what I, 
well, maybe not say what I want to say. I mean, I got to be, not that I'd say just outlandish. I mean, I do say outlandish things, but, um, you know, I just got to be myself. Um, that's, that's the thing. I can't turn it into a job and turn into a robot that's obsessed with money and views. Uh, and although it, it gets hard at times because, you know, right now the channel is a little lower. So I do think a little bit more than usual about what do I post? Should I post this? Cause it's going to get more views. I think I should do this. But at the end of the day, I, I just try to think over what, what will I actually enjoy doing and uh, let that guide me. So I don't really have any goals to, 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 to answer your question. I try to keep it casual. You go with the flow, right? That's, that's understandable. Um, so when so going back to the last thing with the rage, do you uh is it do you save it just for YouTube? Are you now I, now I know you said that you don't know what you're going to get mad at when you go into recording a video, but you are known as a guy that when the camera when the when you start recording, you can you you save like your anger for that or are you normally the type of person that gets, you know, you know, pissed when someone cuts you off in oh traffic or oh. when, uh, or, uh, or, you know, you're a hockey guy. So when your red wings, you know, stink up the joint, <laughs> when, when, yeah. when, 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 you, when your tigers lose a hundred games, are, are you, are you known as like the angry, are you an angry guy? I'm, I, yeah, or, I get, or is it just reserved for you two? I have a short temper. I, I get upset. I get wound up about things a lot. Um, <laughs> driving is definitely one of those get, things. Get, I get, get, I get let's hear very upset at uh, while driving. Oh, I mean, it's just every day. If it's someone driving in the left lane going slow, it's someone any in any lane. If I'm stuck behind a person driving slow, I get really upset. If someone isn't turning right on a red light, even though there's no no there's no no turn on red thing. I get really upset if someone is just being slow about going at a light. I just drove home from Chick-fil-A for lunch and there's someone right. I was behind at a light and like, it's yeah. like the light turns green and he's like, Oh, I guess I should go now. And you know, just, <laughs> just like drifts into it. Like, come on, just hit the fucking gas. It's what it's there. for. <laughs> there it <goes>. Oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Darn. You know, you know what? I got there's a radio show I like to listen to on Sirius. And every single you know, Sirius, you're allowed to swear and everything. But he has like but he has like a swear jar, so at like the end of the month he gives away he gives away the amount that's in a swear jar to like a good cause or whatever. I think what I'm gonna do now, and you're not the only person that's cussed on my show. I think what I'm gonna do now for every guest that comes on here and drops an F bomb, this is gonna be a dollar in the swear jar that you all owe me and whatever it is. I'll don't I'll donate it to a to a charitable cause my of my choice. Yeah, but just si- uh, but, but, send me the invoice. But, <laughs> but since you've already done it, since you've already done it twice, uh, here here's two uh, check uh, cash registers to remind you, and then we'll get so that that's that's two dollars right there. Okay. But uh, I I I, t- I told you, I mean, there was a video that you there was a little not a YouTube video, but a video uploaded on your Twitter page where you. <laughs> well, you went ballistic about your garage door not closing, right? Or, or something being wrong with that, or whatever. Yeah, but- I get I get really mad at inanimate objects a lot, like things that don't work the way they're supposed to work. Is probably the most fr- that's probably why I get so mad at like my Wii remote 
Because I feel a lot of times it's like my Wii Remote's not working as it's supposed to work. And when and an, an object supposed to do something isn't doing it right, that makes me mad beyond belief. Like it had one job and it right. doesn't do it. It makes me mad. Right. And it's like I broke my AirPods too because, oh, you, you know, they – I'd always have the issue. You put both of them in your ear, only one freaking connects. And then I'm just listening to one ear like, why are you doing this? So I put them back in the pod. Take them back out, put them back in. Still don't work. And then that, and then I just lose my crap and uh, chuck them at the ground. I, I, get, I don't get mad at inanimate objects as much as you do. I get mad at people, you know. When, yeah. when, yeah. when, when it's, you know, when, when someone's, you know, people's own stupidity, ignorance, I have, I, I have a short tolerance and a short temper when it comes to specifically people, not necessarily inanimate objects. But the funny part is when I'm mad at people, I tend to take it out on inanimate objects. So, <laughs> somebody, so if somebody pisses me off, especially if I'm like at school or something, I'll slam my iPad down on, on my desk, whatever. I'll throw, I'll throw my backpack. I'll, you know, I'll, uh, I'll uh, what? I'll uh, I'll take my glasses off and I'll and I'll throw and I'll chuck them on. Yeah. The so I don't I don't get mad at inanimate objects, but I take out my anger on inanimate objects. If I'm watching, if if my Bengals stink up the joint or Orioles or whatever, and I get mad, I'll if I'm sitting at my desk, I'll bang my I'll bang my head on my desk with my fist, or I'll if I'm sitting on the couch, I'll I'll. I'll take my hand and I'll and I'll punch the cab or something like that. But me, me and you, me and you are very are very similar yeah. in that regard. Yeah. What? What? Uh, real? Uh, what music? What music are you into? Man, you I'm, any... I'm all over the place. I've been into a lot of uh, like lo-fi type stuff lately. Um, I've actually always growing up my dad would listen to 80s music in the car and stuff and i never liked it then but now i'm starting to get into 80s you know classic rock classic alternative uh and then um you know i like rap from about 2010 to 2015 that's kind of like the golden years of rap for me or maybe maybe 2000s actually 2000s to about maybe 2015 new rap i i just i've lost it on it it's it's it's, it's, it's gotten really uh, bad I, 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 I'll, I'll get i'll get thumbs down and, I'll, and people how dare you say i, I understand I, I can't get into to the it's it's my problem is it sounds too much too much of the same crap over and over again every now and again there'll be a song that i mess with that i'll that i like and i'll you know i'll uh. jam to but really it's it's late 80s up until Late '80s up into the 2000s for me, and then from the 2010s decade forward, it's I, I cherry pick with, with right. the songs that I like. Yeah, but, but uh, you said that you played hockey as a kid. Are there any other sports that you're into besides hockey? Uh, into I mean I'm in. I love watching college football. Is something I I really got into more recently in the last few years. I really have gotten into college football, but I've never played football. I played baseball in like fifth grade. I sucked really bad at it. That's the thing with me. I, I was only good at hockey. I, I stink at every other sport. I don't know how it worked out that way, but it did. So it was ho- so hockey, baseball, and and uh, football are the three that you that you care about. Yeah, I would say those are are the three primary sports. I like college basketball too. I'm not big into the NBA. Um, and I'm not big into uh, the NFL either, really. So, 
So I'll put it to so if it so Michigan so Michigan Michigan State you'll go out of your way to watch that. Oh over, yeah, that's over over Lions and Packers oh, yeah. on Thanksgiving oh, Day. God yes. Oh Michigan Michigan State. I mean, it used to be a lot better to watch like about six years ago, uh, up until about three years ago, and now it's kind of. Oh, at least have for you, basketball, or football, Michigan kind of has gotten a bit better. But are you are you a are you a Michigan State fan? Oh yes, or yes. Are you a, die? Well, not I don't know about die. Hard, but, well, yeah, it's kind of die hard. Like Michigan State. That's mainly because uh, my family, my grandma, uh, and then um, when she was in, I believe she went to Michigan State. I don't even know, but I thought that's where it came from. But either way, uh, my grandparents raised my dad and, and, and their family in, in uh, the Lansing area. So they had close ties, you know, to Michigan State being in the same city, same area there. So that's kind of where the, the family Michigan State uh, fanship comes from. Right. Because I didn't go there. I got, so – have you always been like a so? Uh, okay, so if if the Super Bowl was you know Super Bowl Sunday, are you watching the game or are you half in half in half in half out, half out. at best? Hello. Hey, you hey, sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. It went my it can automatically connected to my AirPods. Say that. Say that again. I apologize. Uh, yeah. Uh... I'm half in, half out on the Super Bowl. I, I really – if the Lions were in it, I'd probably be more into it. But you know, even even at that, I'm not – the NFL just doesn't interest me as much as college. For whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe it's just the fact that, you know, family has always loved Michigan State, so I, I feel more – but even watching college football, any college football game, I just like it so much more. I feel that there's just so much more at stake in college games than NFL games. Because college games, these kids are playing for their future. And they're also playing these kids. I mean, they're only a couple years younger than me. But, um, you know, they're playing for their future. And they're, and they're playing to bring glory to their school. Like, there's so much, like, passion, I, I feel, in the fan bases, in the teams, in college versus NFL. Because at the end of the day – these NFL players, yeah, they, they care about winning in the Super Bowl, but they're also collecting a fat check. And when you're collecting a fat check, I just – I don't know. It, I think it just changes the dynamics a little bit more, and it makes it a little bit more than just you're playing the sport to play the sport, I guess. So, we, so even the fact that the team that's local to you, not not the Buccaneers, of course, but – but the Lions, because you're from Detroit, that ne- when they played on Thanksgiving Day, that never uh, that never struck up your interest in NFL football, more or less. No, no, not really. I don't remember a dang thing about watching football on Thanksgiving because I don't think I ever really did growing up. Um, maybe during dinner we'd have it on. During Thanksgiving dinner we'd have it on. But, I mean, I didn't. No, and even even college football, that interest for me is only really kicked up in like the last five years. Um, before that, I I really was not into watching football much at all. It was like when I went to college. That's when I started getting into college football. Um, before that, not so much. It was all just NHL, and 
I would say I started getting more into college football than the NHL as of late, but now I'm probably going to get more into NHL because uh, I'm worried that the, the college football season isn't going to be that good this year. If exists right, at all. Yeah, right. Right. I just think without fans, college football is just, uh, I don't know. It's just going to be a decrease in the product. Yeah. And I saw that, uh, I believe Ohio state, came out that they're going to let like 20% of their fans into the stadium. And to me, that doesn't sound too ridiculous uh, because these football stadiums are huge and they're outdoors. So I don't, I don't understand why there can't be some fans in there, uh, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Can you hear me? Yeah, okay? I, I got Cause you. Cause I had, I, I, cause I, I didn't mean to do that. I love playing with the – I just got these AirPods. They were a graduation gift present. I got them last night, and I like playing with the playing with the case, and I forgot <laughs> that I can't do that because it will automatically connect. Yeah. And my, and my biggest fear is that I've had you on all this time, 97 minutes to be exact, and I and, – and all of – and, like, up until the point where I flip them open that the interview will be, like, lost or audio will be scrambled because I fought it around with those stupid – with that stupid case. Right. But um, but anyway, it's not there here, no there. But so, so it's just uh, you never so so was when you when the Super Bowl was in Detroit back in two thousand back in February two thousand six. You were about ten. You were about to turn eleven years old. You weren't that didn't that wasn't uh that didn't wet your fancy for nope. football. I don't even remember a dang thing about it. You know, I think I think I probably I understand what what it is. More or less is that the fact that you happen to grow up in a city where the team, for more or less, for the, especially for the last twenty five years, the, the, the team, the team's been awful. Yeah. The team, the, the team, the team's been terrible. The, 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 the team, the team has been absolutely the disgusting, disgusting, disgusting football team. They, they haven't won a playoff game in a million years. They've <laughs> never one of the oldest teams in the NFL, and one of the oldest teams in the NFL. They they've never been to the Super Bowl. The two greatest players in the history of the franchise, Barry Sanders and Calvin Johnson, you both. Not you in particular, but the Lions both pissed them off to the point where they'd rather retire early than play another down for the Detroit Lions again. When you play on Thanksgiving on nine times out of ten, you you stink and you lose anyway. So I, I think I think the bigger part of it is that the fact that your team stinks and 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 you know when you're not introduced to the sport of football at such a young age, that you know that the that the need of of being attached to the sport goes away. Because of the fact that that the teams right, yeah, I'm, but, uh, I'm I'm sure that's a factor. Because you look at it too, I'm big Red Wings guy, and the Red Wings, until really recently, uh, were the best team in the NHL. You know, they won how many Stanley Cups in my lifetime? They won what 98, 99, 2002, 2008. You know, they had a four cups in that time frame. I remember their 08 championship. I remember, I remember watching that game. Uh, that they won it. And I also remember watching in 2009 when they lost it. That was awful. And uh, I went to the Stanley Cup parade for the for the, uh, for the Red Wings after they won in 02. I don't remember much about it. I think I got lost in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you in? Now, do you recall the uh, 
Do you recall the Pistons championship? I think it was in 2005, I think. Oh, four, I think, right? Or oh, five? Oh, four. Yeah, oh, four. Yeah, Hold it on, was oh, one four. of them. 2000 and the last NBA championship was 2004. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So do you No, and that's that the thing, too. I, you know, when I, I went to a couple Pistons games when I was in college, when they were in the, uh, the Palace, which now just got destroyed. Um, which was a, which was a great you know it was a pretty new and big stadium too I can't believe that thing already got freaking destroyed but uh, I went to a couple games there and you know that and I you know when I moved on to Detroit I started becoming a little bit more um, you know in touch with how the Pistons are doing and they're they're bad and it kind of surprised me when I look back I was like wait the Pistons won a championship in 04 and I really don't know or remember anything about that. I just think my family, my dad, you know, he's the sports watcher of the household. He just never watched basketball. He didn't watch college basketball either. College basketball was something I more so got into myself recently versus, um, you know, childhood type things. So, I don't know. Basketball was just not the sport. Probably because we're just short white guys. (laughs) (laughs) Also, also cities like Detroit are – you know when when you when you play in a in a city that either their winter sport is only hockey or it's hockey and basketball, odds are I don't mean to make it like a racial thing, but like odds are the white guy is going, especially if the hockey team's good, like the Pistons or not the Pistons, the Red Wings were back. Right, they're going to they're going to lean towards towards the hockey more so than the basketball. Right, so that, that's that that's totally interesting. right. Yeah, it's interesting. There is a there's a diff there's a distinct difference between the two sports and that's that's interesting to 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 bring up but you know i don't know it's just interesting i don't know why that is um have you ever did, have you been have you been to a red wings game at the little caesars arena in downtown Detroit? yeah i went to only one i think um and we had really good seats we were in the one of the we were like only like 10th row or something it was like one of the clubs or not clubs. I don't know what they call it, but it's like all you can eat food and stuff too. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. So you go in underneath there and, and eat all the thing, all the all the food and drinks you want, and um, and you got good seats because I was. That's when I had my my job as a construction manager. Uh, one of our uh, contractors took us out there, uh, so that was fun. And it's a it's a beautiful arena. It's really nice and. Um, yeah, it's it's going to be unfortunate that uh, the teams in it right now are going to stink it up for a bit. It seems like, yeah, <laughs> yeah the, between the Pistons De- De- and Red Wings, ugh. De- Detroit sports. In oh general, my uh, god, it's not, terrible right now. I mean, the tig- the Tigers. What 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 an absolute. Yeah, what they had joke. what? Did, well, okay, so they had the worst season in how many years? Last last they season? had the 2019. Let me look this up. The 2019 Detroit Tigers were the only team in baseball that seemed to stink more than my aforementioned Baltimore Orioles that invented new ways to lose baseball games. The 2019 Detroit Tigers, ready for this? Went 47 and 114 <laughs> in 2019 with, with, get this, a 2.92 winning percentage and lost. 
a hundred. They started winning seven of their first ten games and went on to lose a hundred and eleven. 111 of the next 151 games of the remaining of their season. <laughs> they had eight different losing streaks of five or more games, including a season-long nine-game losing streak from May 13th to May 23rd and were officially eliminated from playoff contention on August the 24th. Wow. They, they, they stink. stink. And, and to, and and to put that in perspective – I, I don't – they're arguably – the Red Wings had an even worse season. They had the worst season in modern salary cap NHL history, the Red Wings did. The worst. And then beyond and, that, they got the fourth draft pick in the in the draft lottery. Even though they had the, the number one odds, they get number four in the draft. Or three. Number three. My bad. And to make matters worse, the Detroit Tigers TV broadcasters got into a fight in 2018. Really? So, they, they, yeah, there was, there was chaos all over the place. And they went, and in 2018, they went 64 and 98. But because y'all's division was so terrible that year, you finished in third place. Hey. So, and, and, then, and, then, and, then on top of, and then on top of that, prior to that 2008 season, your owner passed away. Right. So, and, and, and Chris, Chris, Chris Illich, Illich yeah. who, who also owned the Red Wings as well. Right. And which, which is interesting because he was able to basically seize the moment with winning a championship with the Red Wings, but he basically did every, anything and everything he could to win championships for the Tigers, and he could never uh, get there. And he could never, and he could never get there. The closest that he got was in two thousand, outside of two thousand. Yeah. I mean, they I remember in, that. Yeah, two thousand twelve, when they got swept right. in four games yeah. by the uh, by the San Francisco Giants, and in two thousand six, Maglio Ordonez hit, hit a game winning walk off home run to send them to the World Series, where they knocked off the A's. Only for them, this is this was a two thousand six Tiger team. That won a that won ninety five games and had and uh, won ninety five games and even though finished second in their division, lost to a Cardinal team that won only eighty three games. They went eighty three and seventy eight and ended up winning the World Series. Oh. So the 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 Tigers have been have been a decent team, but they've had a string of bad luck, including of which. When they played my Baltimore Orioles in the 2014 ALDS, where their bullpen was a complete, and much to my joy, I, I'm not giving that back for anything, <laughs> where their bullpen, uh, Jabba Chamberlain, Joaquin Suri, I can go on and on and on, where their bullpen was disgusting in that 2014 ALDS, where their bullpen could not get an out. They, they, they could not buy an out. And I and I bring that up because I was in the building, Oriole Park, Camden Yards, Game Two, uh, Saturday or excuse me, Friday, October the fifth, where the Orioles had that uh, had that comeback in the bottom of the eighth inning. You know, we had Adam Jones, uh, Jabba Chamberlain stuck up the joint. They brought in Joaquin Soria out the bullpen, and first pitch he's, he's, he he uh, he throws to Delman Young, who ironically enough was a former Detroit Tiger. He hits the ball into the left field corner. Nelson Cruz comes in to score. Uh, Steve Pierce comes in comes in to score right behind him, who he had to take the place of the aforementioned Chris Davis, 
who was stealing money from the Orioles and essentially has been stealing money ever since because he was suspended for that postseason because he got in trouble with taking Adderall and he didn't notify the league. So he got in trouble with that and got suspended. And that's honestly one of the most proudest and one of the most biggest events as a Baltimore Orioles fan in my lifetime since I've been a since I've been a fan of that team. But so we get uh, the Detroit sports out of the way. Um, have you been into Have you been into uh, Have you been paying attention to the to the sixty game baseball season at all? You into that? Uh, I've been looking and I've been seeing how the Tigers are doing with the in general, and I think they're like, I think they're what five and three now. I, they see. played they, the Kansas City Royals, and now they're playing the Cincinnati Reds. They're five. They're five and three. A half yeah. game out of first place. So. Yeah. I, I was surprised. I mean, I'm so, I mean, they're, they've won more games than they've lost. So I'm guessing that's better than anyone expected so far. That's, that's for sure. I don't know who they're playing. No. They, I don't know if the Royal, I thought the Royals were pretty good. No, the, the, oh, they stink. Oh, Tigers probably stink too. Then they're just playing bad they, teams. <laughs> right. Yeah. The Royals, the Royals won a championship five years ago. And they've been essentially bad since 2017 on, and now they have to go back with, with the rebuild again. But um, so so the documentary that came out uh, back in uh, late May into the, or excuse me, late April into early May was the last dance documentary. Were you into that documentary at all with Jordan on ESPN, or mm. you didn't pay any attention? To it? Nope, I didn't pay any attention to it. <laughs> I, I bring I bring that up because because you know because the Detroit Pistons you know they there's like a, there's two episodes dedicated to the Detroit Pistons and the Bad Boys and how they were uh, essentially the uh, Jordan's arch nemesis until he finally defeated them back in uh, what was it in 1991 and then now, of course with Isaiah walking off the court before the game is over and everything else but I just wanted just to get that on the board and see if you were into that um so getting to your personal life as we as we wrap as we wrap it up um were you were you a popular kid growing up in high school when you when you were in high school were you were you uh, sort of like a popular I, kid? I wouldn't call myself a popular kid really i i was i didn't really have any enemies or anything like that though uh, you know, I would talk to everyone. I talked to the popular kids. I talked to, um, you know, kids that were not that popular in in school. I was, I was just all over the place. Um, and I had only a few close friends, really, and that was, that was it. Um, you know, I I never was a partier. I was never uh, a drinker or anything like that. You know, I was just kind of a average guy in high school. Right. Um, so were you, so you didn't like, so you were like, you know, you flew below the radar. You just went with the flow and, and stuff like that. What, yeah. what year, what year did you graduate high school? Uh, I graduated in 2013. So to that, I was in what the th- spring of 2013. I, I think I might've graduated. No, spring two thousand thirteen. I think I, that, I been... think I, that was my sixth. That was my sixth grade year. If, uh, <laughs> if I'm not 
It's crazy. It was in the sixth year in 2010. I mean, it's crazy how much, how much time. And that's in 2013 does not seem like it was a long time until you really, until you think about like seven years, like, holy crap. Like in a couple years, that's, that's, that's 10 years going back. And it seems like it was like 2013 only yesterday. It's crazy. Right. What, What was the, what, what what was the dating like? What was what was the scenario as far as dating is concerned with you when you were in high school? Uh, wasn't much of me. I mean, I went on some dates, and that's that's about it. Never never any committed relationship or anything like that. I was you, uh, you, I was pretty low you, key. You you were low. Did, were you uh, were you the type of guy that girls you were on the girls' radar, or you were just like? Where you were like, you know, average guy that a girl was like, yeah, why not? I'll go out with them for this, you know, time. Or something. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say I was a stud or anything like that. Um, you know, looking back at it now, I look at myself back then, and I was in much better shape. I'm like, damn, I was a stud, but I, I wasn't a stud back then. I was just, I was just kind of a, I don't know if I was a goofy kid or what, but you know, I was just kind of a funny guy that was just like friends with everybody and not really. Um, I wasn't really a seri- very serious guy or anything like that. I was just there to have fun and between hockey and just hanging out with friends and stuff. And then I was doing YouTube in high school, uh, in the, uh, especially my junior, senior year in high school, I was doing YouTube. So I was really busy and I didn't, didn't really, uh, get too much into the dating scene. Or well, yeah, you know, I went on a few days, but like nothing, you know, going to the movies or you, you, you do it, going to a, 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 a um, what do we go to like a track and field game, you know, just sport games and stuff, you know. Yeah, you weren't you weren't a ladies, you weren't like a ladies man that was like sur- engulfing himself with the. No, not really. Not really. No. So you got you got a uh, you got a you got a um. A first date or a first kiss story for us? Uh, my yeah. first kiss was in Mexico. And, oh, really? um, yeah. Little, little senorita. <laughs> yeah, don't don't know who it was. It was at some freaking nightclub uh, drinking. Well, I wasn't that drunk, but, oh, you know. You, you were, you it was were just some. It, no, I promise you I wasn't. I was just, <laughs> I was just a little high school me, you know. I wasn't. I wasn't crazy uh, drunk or anything because I remember it. I know what happened, um, but yeah, I don't know. It was some Hispanic girl in a club in Puerto Vallarta, yeah. Mexico. Yeah. I don't even wow. know what she looked like. It was kind of dark in there, but my friend said that she was all right because her friend, because there are two girls, and I was there with one of my friends, and you know, one took him and one took me, and then we just started making out. I don't, I don't know. Um, Whoa. but, um, well, what, what were you in Mexico for? It was a uh, senior year spring break. Oh, uh, senior week. I yeah. Know. See, and, and see, my first kiss was when I was a senior in high school. Just think of that. Our first serious kiss, like not just like truth or dare back in middle school type thing. Right. Yeah. I got you. Well, not uh, serious kiss, but like, oh, no, obviously, yeah, obviously how, it wasn't how, like that serious, <laughs> but. <laughs> What, how you? How, did you did you go to your prom when you were a senior? How what was? Yeah, I went to prom as junior and senior because junior year and senior year you, got, you went to prom. I was, was uh, it was fun. Um, I wasn't too big into the dances though, but my 
junior year at prom because how my high school worked is that there was a prom there was essentially a representative of each sex for each grade junior and senior so there's prom king and prom queen that were the seniors then prom prince and prom princess that were the juniors and i was the prom prince my junior year so that's that's my big claim to fame so I guess, you know, I, and I wasn't like a popular kid or anything. I think just a bunch of people were just like, you know, let's all put Keenan in there. You know, it's not that important of one. Who cares about the prom prince? Let's just make it him. <laughs> I mean, hey, I mean, that's, that's yeah. something you can put out there on your mantle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Do you, now you're 25 years old. Do you ever do you have a girlfriend right now? Or? No, I'm still single. I feel like I'd never want responsibility. That's my issue. Well, when was the last time you had like a real serious girlfriend? I mean, serious, serious. Okay, let's. The only things I've had have only lasted maybe a couple, few months, and they never really got to that level where, like, not that we weren't committed, but like we weren't like official out you know everyone knows that we're a couple or anything like that um i don't know man um i, I don't know if there's just if i'll find it i just haven't found the right person or anything but usually after a few months i'm just like over it and that was the last time was uh, three years ago wow yeah do you, do you plan on do you plan on seeing yourself married in the future or I don't know <laughs> to be honest with you Jack I don't know uh, I don't know what the future holds it's not a huge priority for me I guess I don't know I'm just if it happens if it, it happens, happens it happens it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't. sometimes if you try too hard you know because there's apps out there uh, you know <laughs> and, and you tend to find certain things on there but you know, if if I need that certain thing, I can go to those apps. But um, <laughs> for, for now, I think uh, I'm just gonna. I'm just been laying low. I, How about you? Thing, are you are you in a relationship or anything? Oh God, no. Okay, no. no. I mean, I mean, I hit well here. I, I, it's funny that you bring that up. I got a, I got a story for you. So for those of y'all that listen to the show, know that you know I've been trying to, as of late, uh, get the young uh, Liv Cowherd's attention on uh, you know on Twitter, Instagram, things like that's been concerned. So I so I'm so and as I mentioned earlier that I graduated high school last night. So you're taking you know you're taking about nine million pictures before the ceremony, after the ceremony, with me and my tuxedo and everything else. I had a white, had a white, white jacket with black pants with a stripe going down the leg, and then I had a pair of black Steve Madden uh, loafers on with a white with a white shirt, black clip on uh, uh, bow tie. And so I'm sitting there, and 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 already this day has been like tremendous, you know. I get I get I I get a a brand new newest model MacBook Air, a pair of AirPods as graduation gifts. You know the Orioles are fi- are winning for once in their lives. I'm flying. And I said, so I'm sitting here thinking. I say, you know what? And she's like the couple of you know. So I comment, you know me. I'm trying to I'm trying I'm trying to ho- holler at the girl. So 
And she, you know, she's liked a couple of my comment comments on Instagram or Twitter. I think she so she knows that I exist. So I say, you know what? I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm a decent looking guy. You know, when I well, there's certain days where I'm like sexiest male eyes, and then the other days where I'm where I'm like, good God, child. It's offensive when you walk up to people when you look like that. So then I, <laughs> so I say, so I say, you know what? I'm a, I'm a DM her a couple of pictures and see what she says. So I, so I send her, you know, the picture, and then I got a pic, and then I got, I'm sitting there with my tux on, the uh, the the, uh, the bow tie. I had my bow tie taken off, and my uh, first two buttons of my shirt are undone. You can't see my chest from how I'm positioned, but it's it's a really nice looking photo. But just take my word for it. Um, and you can find it on my Instagram at the J Shoot, uh-huh. by the way. Uh, I'll have so, to check it out. And I, and I <laughs> sent the two pictures and I said, like what you see with the sunglasses face emoji next to it. And I go downstairs and I open, you know, and I eat and I get back. And an hour later, this girl, I, you think I'm BSing? I'm not. I said, you like what you see? She said, love. So. I mean, so she she loved. She didn't like. She loved. She oh said, God! Like. So <laughs> so she so she uh, so I, I tell you, and my goal is to uh, because uh, to uh, you know, live Cowherd is definitely in my future, among other things. So I'll just I'll just uh, leave, I'll just I'll just leave it at that. And, uh, and getting and getting and getting and getting a college girl to holler at you. Granted, I'm nearly a college student myself, but uh, right, I'll 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 t- certainly take that. W. You're just getting ready, um, yeah, for sure, my man, for sure. Um, and last thing, and then I'll let you go. You did a great job. Um, do you, who do you, who's your celebrity crush? You're 25. You're 25 years old. I knew you have one. And ad- and adult film stars do not count, by the way. I need mm. actual. Adult crush, celebrity crush. Yeah, right celebrity now. Celebrity crush, right now. Wow, this is. You know, I always had a thing for Britney Spears. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's, I don't. That's well, the, no. Okay, 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 okay. Not Britney Spears. That's, no, that's, no, that's, no. That's, she, she, she went the wrong. Way. As a kid, though, yes. Um. When I was young, when I was a kid, when you were a kid, she's probably the craziest she ever been. But when I was a kid, she was in her prime, you know, like toxic Britney Spears from the toxic music video. That was that was prime time. Um, but, you know, I always thought was severely underrated, but she's like a mom. But she's like one of those moms now that would like the fact that she's a celebrity was very famous and then kind of fell off the face of the earth. She still looks great. And she is, um, uh, uh, she's handled the fame well and like gone on to live like a, be a normal mom and stuff. Who is, who is it? Gwen Stefani. Gwen Stefani. Do you even know who Gwen Stefani is? I, have, I don't even know if she's a, is she a why, why do I, I can only remember girls from like a long time ago. I've heard of Gwen. I know who Gwen Stefani is, but that one is so it's it's out of it's out of left field. Yeah, man. Well, that's the thing, though, is I feel like most of my celebrity crushes was when I was younger. And you now are, I can only 
Now you I can are... only go back to those. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're you're 25 years old, and you and you're you mean to tell me you are you're 25 years old, and there are a lot of good looking women around your age group, I'm... and you're and you're trying and you're trying to tell me right here, right now, in front of in front of 20 people that's listening to this that your celebrity crushes a woman that's exactly time two times old, twice your age. Yeah, you know, I, that's probably not the right call. I, I keep on thinking younger or like younger me, what I would pick because I, I don't know. I don't think about that much because I mean, these day people, obviously there's like, there's Ariana Grande, there's, um, there's Selena Gomez, there's, um, well, what's her face? Uh, well, no, nah, I probably wouldn't pick her. Um, Hmm. No, let me think. I can give you a more realistic answer. Hmm. Championship. Dude, what, 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 what's your answer? You you want this my? This is such well, my, a tough question, man. My my audience knows knows my answer. Well, I don't. It's 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 Ashley Graham. Come on now. Who is Ashley Graham? You've never heard of Ashley Graham. See, I don't, come, I don't. know. You who come she you is. you come on my program and you don't know how who Ashley Graham is. How dare you? Come Look, on. Ashley Graham unveils her new mom bod. This lady is thir- You're gonna talk about being twice my age. Yeah, you're gonna tell me your celebrity crush is about twice your age. 18 times 2 is 36. She's and she's 30, 32. She's <laughs> okay. Well, not much different hold on, than hold buddy. On. My point is that you <laughs> my point is that you are like you are in your prime of adulthood. You you're 20, you're 25. Dude, she's pregnant. <laughs> she used to be. She gave birth to a boy last last oh, Okay, year, okay. Last, uh, All right, the picture I pulled up though. She was, no, pregnant. but she no. Well, keep in mind you are a grown so I'm thinking Whatever woman that you would pick, you know, it's if like they my weren't, age and... right, they're they're within your age, they're within your age demographic. Like you, like you can, like I put it to you this way: you two can go out with each other and it, and it be around the same age and have it like not be weird. Like she, like she, like she grew up on Full House, uh, Full House, Seinfeld, and listening to MC Hammer, okay? MC Hammer, Full House, and uh, and uh, Saved by the Bell were not on television. I was growing up as a kid. Yeah. For Ashley yeah. Graham, that, that was the case. It, it wasn't for me. So that, my point is that you, that a lot of the, like, the current good-looking celebrity women that are out there today are around your age demographic. They're nowhere near my age demographic. demographic. They're closer to yours. Right. Here's my issue, though. I don't know really who the attractive actresses are or even singers or, you know, any celebrities at this point because I really don't watch TV. If I watch TV, it's South Park, Family Guy, SpongeBob, Chowder, iCarly, you know, something like that. I don't watch like my. I don't watch movies. I don't watch you know any of these Netflix shows or anything like that. I don't watch any of this stuff, so I really don't know anybody anymore. I don't know who's relevant anymore. 
I mean, I I mean, I don't watch that much. I, I mean, outside of sports, I really don't watch outside of sports and a couple of interesting stuff here and there. But you know, but I'm not a big, I'm not a TV watcher myself either. But I mean, I mean, you how do you know, know Ashley Graham then? Well, a couple of reasons. Well, a I well a I'm a sports fan and I read what Sports Illustrated. What the Sports Illustrated release. Okay. And actually, and you want to know how I do, and you want to know how I actually discovered who she is? I was actually, I was actually just reading the New York Daily News on the internet. Cause, yeah, I, I'm weird like that. I like to keep up with the news and everything else. And I was sitting there just scrolling down like the New York Daily News page. And all of a sudden, I just see, and all of a sudden, I scroll down and I see this gorgeous uh, this gorgeous uh, thick with three C's white woman with long brown hair with uh, with with the with the pur- with purple lingerie on lying on a, on a satin pink and uh, and purple uh, satin or or silk blanket with uh, you know sit, sitting sitting where, where where the curviness shows like right there just right with 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 a, with a pair of Christian Lobotones on, and Lord Jesus, my life has not been the same since. But uh, <laughs> but they with with that 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 that's all. You 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 never gave me a definitive answer on yours. Were we sticking with Gwen Stefani, or are we are we having somebody different? I don't know. I don't know anyone. I don't know anyone else. I mean, shit, man. Crap, man. No, there's three dollars. That's another one. That's that's three dollars. Uh I would say uh Miranda Cosgrove, but I don't think she's that attractive. I only <laughs> I only like her because I really like iCarly. I don't freaking know, man. I'm just gonna stick with one stuff funny because it's the most oddball answer you'll ever get. Yeah, that's that's an ugly answer. Poof, uh-huh. I didn't mean to keep it. I mean, if I think I might have broken the record with how long I had Evan Cohen on the program, but uh, but you were great. You did well. I appreciate you for coming on. Uh, don't don't be a stranger to the program. All right? Yeah, man. Uh, do you if you tweet it out or whatever, make sure I see it so I can give it a a retweet or whatever to to hopefully uh, get some other people yep. listening, man. I'll I'll tag you for sure, and don't, and the next video you do, whatever that is, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to mention that too, and and put this little link down in the description. And if you want to, I give you know, I give you the permission. You don't have to worry about asking it. You can cut you can cut like sound out, especially when we're talking about the celebrity crush stuff. You can cut that out and put it in the video and see and see what and see what the reactions we get on uh, on the YouTube. Channel. I appreciate that, man. It was a good time having, uh, being on here. I. Uh, you, you do a great job and, and you keep the conversation going and an hour about what an hour and a half flies by like it's nothing yeah it does but thank 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 you for coming on poof i really appreciate yeah, it yeah thank you man uh, i hope you have a wonderful yeah. rest of your day all right same to you we'll be back with the i'm telling Cotillia's podcast right after this
special thanks once again to YouTuber Poofesher for coming on the podcast. Yep, Dodgers got their payback, and Joe Kelly got punished for it, but that's uh, what a joke that is. Um, James Brown coming back from the break. Um, two uh, quick segments, and then I'll get on out of here. Um, real quick, Major League Baseball and coronavirus. You had the Marlins that have not played a game in a week because their entire, essentially, team went down with coronavirus, which affected... Which affected the Phillies, the which affected the Phillies, the Yankees, and um, and the or the Phillies, the Yankees, and the Orioles, which affected four teams. The Orioles were supposed to play in, were supposed to play a home and home at Miami and then Baltimore uh, this past week, but because Miami hasn't played a game for a week because the team is shut down because of Corona that that series got pushed back to this upcoming week. The Orioles instead played the New York Yankees, who they were supposed to play this upcoming week. They played this week, which is ironic because the Orioles' home opener before Corona set in was was supposed to be, their home opener was supposed to be against the Yankees and with Garrett Cole on the mound. And ironically enough, the Orioles' home opener with the 60-game Corona season was, uh, was against the Yankees, and Garrett Cole pitched the first game of that series. Um, so, so you had that issue with the Marlins, well, you know, whether it's Matt, you can blame it on Manfred and you can blame it on Derek Jeter, who's the boss of the Marlins. If their starting pitcher goes down with Corona and everything else, odds are they probably shouldn't have took and taken the field. They didn't infect members of the Phillies at the time until about a couple of days ago where the news broke where a couple of, not that many, but a few members of the Philadelphia of the Philadelphia Phillies came down with Corona and they ended up having to uh, postpone a couple of their games within the last uh, couple of days. And the, and the Phillies were supposed to play uh, the Yankees, and the Yankees instead uh, played us. And then, of course, news came down with the St. Louis Cardinals of, uh, and came down with the St. Louis Cardinals how their, game, uh, how their games have been uh, postponed because of said coronavirus. They have had, let me see if I can pull this up, They've had uh, they've had a little bit of an outbreak within the Cardinals organization, um, and they and their team released a statement saying, "quote The St. Louis Cardinals learned late last night that two players have tested positive for COVID-19 in testing that was conducted on Wednesday, July 29th, prior to the game against the Twins in Minneapolis, and have instructed teams, players, and staff to self-isolate themselves in, in their Milwaukee hotel rooms. Until further notice, the team did not leave their hotel this morning for Middle Park. The team is conducting rapid testing for the entire traveling party and has implemented contact tracing and will continue to self-isolate. So that's the story on the St. Louis Cardinals who had themselves a little bit of an outbreak that had their game against the Brewers uh, postponed. So you had that so you had that issue of, uh, of the Cardinals now getting it, which, which uh, definitely raises some eyebrows with a couple of players bailing, especially that of Lorenzo Kane of uh, the Milwaukee Brewers who recently bailed on the 2020 season uh, because of, uh, because of coronavirus. And so, which brings up the fear of whether or not Major League Baseball will, will survive this and will finish their season. Manfred already went out and went and told TBS, FS1, Fox, and, 
and ESPN and MLB Network to be prepared for alternative programming in case they have to shut down, uh, in case they have to shut down the season, um, and which means that the which means that uh, which means that the games here are the games that are no no uh, no Nationals and Marlins, no Brewers and Cardinals. Uh, Reds and Tigers got postponed due to rain. They'll make that. They'll make that game up in the two seven uh, seven inning double headers tomorrow. And Phillies and Blue Jays also postponed to Corona. Their double header was supposed to take place because a couple of members of their team, uh, personnel of their team, tested positive for Corona, and their uh, and their uh, and their game is. Uh, are postponed. So it'll be interesting to see if Major League Baseball is fortunate enough to, you know, that you, you know, you knew they weren't going to shut it down once the once they had the issue with the Marlins because, you know, who a who gives a crap about the Miami Marlins? You know, they even when sixty game season, there's no chance that they're going to end up playing for a World Championship. There's nobody of note on that team, and a is and a is just one one team. Now it looked like there was going to be an isolated incident until you had news with the Phillies and the Cardinals, which is the reason why the season is now into question. And you have to wonder if Major League Baseball is going to be able to finish their season. They were already a week; uh, they're already a week and a day in to their new uh, sixty-game sprint of a season. Already got like you know, three teams that have people that have players involved in the organization coming down. With coronavirus, it's going to be and it's going to be an issue, whether or not that they are whether or not they're going to finish the season. And if I'm Major League Baseball, I would, uh, I'd, uh, I'd be very cautious and I would tread lightly with this because all it takes is is possibly one more team, and uh, and then and they're finished. You know, they can they can kiss the 2020 season goodbye. You know. So, See, see, see! Uh, February of 2021. Lord willing, if we have a vaccine, and, we'll, and there'll be NBA and, and NHL to take us to mid-October, and I, and I'll, and 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 if baseball doesn't work out, how do you expect football to work out? Because football, they're going to do the exact same thing. No bubble, players, you know, isolate as much as they can. But if baseball fails. What makes you think that uh, football is going to survive? Because they have more people, and it's and it's not a social distancing sport. So if baseball says so, if baseball says goodnight, uh, football, and then this comes from a diehard football fan that loves loves coming on the air weekends before before NFL seasons to uh, you know to break down the NFL. But this is still it's coming. Who's been a football? Who's played the who's played the game? Flag and contact. Uh, and has been a, has been a following the sport since 2006 2007 been a fan of it for for 15 years if if football if baseball shuts down football has no chance I don't care how the NFL feels what Goodell or Demarius Smith or anyone within within the within the league office or the players association tells me when especially when they got a, quite a few players dropping out enough as it is especially Damian Williams the hero of Super Bowl 54 that scored the two vital touchdowns giving uh, Kansas City their first championship in 58. If he opts out, you know, I mean, and then he he's on the Super Bowl. Damn, I mean, you don't think he wants to get out there and compete and try to and try to repeat as as much chatter that I've heard the last whatever it might be about the, about the Chiefs becoming the new quote unquote uh, dynasty in the AFC. But I mean, if he opts out, I mean, what does that tell you? And I'm here to tell you right now, if baseball 
if in between now and the next time I'm on the air, whenever it might be, if one more or two more teams get sick, that 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 that's it. Ba- baseball, you you can hang it up. See ya, uh, see ya spring of 2021, because that that'll be it. And if football and excuse me, if and if baseball shuts down, football, college and pro, I don't care how much money is involved. I understand. And I get all that. But if foot, but if baseball shuts down, football has no chance. Even if you're the SEC and you says, you know what, we're only, only going to play a ten conference game season, still, I mean, baseball did all did all that they could to keep the teams as close as, as possible, and they still, and they still might run into some trouble. So, I enjoy enjoy the baseball while you have it. Uh, and, and then hit your knees and pray to God that that we uh, that we that no other team gets this, or at least it goes, or at least we can go until uh, you know late September where the season is you know where where it's too far gone where where uh, we where we have to do have no choice but push through the rest of the season. Uh, but I'm telling you right here right now, if football, if baseball shuts down prior to the season ending, football has no chance. None whatsoever. College and NFL. So, poof, poof, professor will not have his uh, not have his Michigan State Spartans if uh, if a member if uh, if the you know if uh, if uh, the uh, Arizona Diamondbacks if fifteen members of the Arizona Diamondbacks come down with COVID they 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 will they will foot football college and pro no chance so. It'll be the first time ever that we will have a year where we won't have NFL football and no Super Bowl, no games on Thanksgiving and everything else. So, and I already have a weird suspicion and a weird feeling enough as is that you know come uh, that once uh, essentially Columbus Day passes, uh, we'll be sit you know we'll be sitting there come uh, mid late fall into the winter time with no sports on TV. Unless, uh, unless you know, or at least until the NBA and the NHL uh, have have their 2020-2021 altered seasons, if they have them in a bubble or anything else. But I, I can see us going even if the NBA and the NHL does come back for a 2020-2021 season. We I I have a weird suspicion that we that we won't have any football in the late in the fall or the or the winter. I I hate to say it, but it's just a weird feeling. That I uh, getting back to what's happening on the field, boy, boy, did the Mets invent new ways to lose. They they went in. They all realized this. They went into the they went into the eighth inning. Excuse me. Yes, went into the eighth inning of last night's game against the Braves on the road, up ten to six. And did you know that they blew the lead and let the Braves have a five run eighth inning and they lost the game eleven to ten. I mean, even in a, in a sixty-game season where it's coronavirus and the world's turned upside down, and everything else. I mean, you ever you ever heard of that phrase? The, th- the when more the way when more things change, or do I have the phrase right? Um, the the more the more time more times I can't get the stupid phrase out. The more the more things change, the more things the more things stay the same. The more no, the more things change, the more things stay the same. There you go. The the New York Mets are a perfect example of it. You know, we got coronavirus, you know, civil unrest, election year, everything everything about this world that you can think of that's different between twenty twenty and two thousand nineteen and years past 
and even and even in and even in in the quirkiness and the un and the in the in the different nature of twenty twenty, we got still we got elements of our lives even when it comes to sports where it stays the same. The Mets blowing going into the bottom of the eighth inning, up ten to six, and they somehow only blew a lead. I mean, the, I mean, it it has to be the Mets. It it it, it has to be the Mets. Dylan Batances, who was who was was a pretty good. Uh, a setup, setup guy, late, late innings bullpen guy with with the Yankees. He goes ahead. He goes from he goes from the Bronx to the Queens and exchanges uh, navy blue and white for uh, for royal blue and orange. And all and all of us and all of a sudden he can't get anybody out and and walks the ballpark left and right and and can't get anybody out. I mean, but another day, another game, and another successful meeting. The Mets inventing new ways to lose ball games. It's it's really unbelievable. Uh, I mean, if if you're a Met, if you're a Met fan, <clears throat> Dustin Sweetelson, my buddy, the producer of the rap over at Mad Dog Sports Radio, boy, I mean, I'd I'd rather be a Met fan than an Orioles fan. But uh, but gee whiz, boy, do the, do the Mets know how to? Know how to uh, lose lose ball games and lose them in an embarrassing, heartbreaking fashion. Take a break. I give you my thoughts on the Bel- on the Pelican sitting Zion in the first game back of the NBA restart, and I got a bone to pick when it comes to NFL players with Lamar Jackson. Back right after this. Back to the Amatel Like a TIU's podcast. Few things I want to get off my chest before uh, before we say goodbye. First off, NBA restart um, down in Orlando in the bubble. They did a phenomenal job. No positive cases within that bubble. They re- they started playing games as of uh, this not the scrimmages but actual games that I guess count uh, back in or back on Thursday and uh, and the New Orleans Pelicans. Have been uh, babying, and for lack of a better word, Zion Williamson. They're a young star that every single time you turn around, if it's not LeBron with the NBA, it's, it's Zion this, Zion that. And the NBA went out of their way to uh, to to make sure to they went out of their way to to make sure that the Pelicans, uh, you know, participated in the bubble. When when you know when and the Pelicans are you want their fifth and their fifth in their division, and they have a twenty eight. And thirty-seven record. I mean, they're not. They're not exactly. You know, they make the playoffs by a chicken wing and a prayer, but they're not exactly. Um, they're not world beaters as far as you know teams in the Western Conference are concerned. So they went out their way to put Zion to make sure that they, the NBA went out of their way so they can showcase Zion Williamson to the masses of ESPN and TNT, and 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 the Pelican. And you know what the Pelicans did? They went out there. And the first game, mind you, first game, right after we've had from March 12th, from essentially from March 12th to 
uh, July, what is it, July 30th, or excuse me, the last game they played was, was Sunday, March 11th. So from, so they basically had from March 11th to July 30th to rest. They haven't played a game of actual significance in four months. And the first game back against the Utah Jazz, which are, which their current record right now is, um, excuse me, is, is, is 42 and 24. And their first game back, they only play Zion Williamson. I believe I believe if I'm not they only played Zion Williamson about fifteen minutes. I mean I mean are we are we are we are we serious right now? Zion Williamson, the star, the the uh, the powerhouse small forward out of Duke. Out of Duke now. Who only played? Let me make sure I get this on on the on the on the board. Who only played fifteen minutes against the Utah Jazz in his first game that he has played, that Zion personally has played since Sunday, March the eighth, and he and the and the Pelicans only played him uh, fifteen minutes. I'm trying to tell you something right now. I know wherever Adam Silver and the NBA executives are. They must have been a la Pufesher throwing their remote at the television screen when they found when they looked at the box score and saw that Zion only played 15 minutes. I understand that the guy's injury prone and he's your future, so you want to protect him. But I mean, gee whiz. The league did go out of their way to make sure that to make sure that you are that they that they showcase you and your uh, basketball abilities out out inside the inside this NBA bubble. They, they they did go out of your way. They did go out of their way to include the Pelicans in this little roundabout little tournament that they have. They you know they didn't have to do that. And and especially when they're when they're trying to compete for a a, a playoff seed, and then Zion Wilson only plays fifteen minutes. And then in this game right now, where they're as I'm recording this, they're playing the Clippers, and the score at the end of the third quarter, mind you, is 103 to 66. And Zion has only played. Let me make sure I get this right for you guys. Has only played. Well, I mean, the, well, he's played more. He's played 14 minutes and three quarters, and he played 15 minutes and four. But considering that, is a, that it is a blowout, they're probably not even going to play him for the rest for the rest of the game. But with Zion Williamson now, every single time I turn around, it's Zion this, Zion that, it's Zion Williams, Williamson, you know, the next little That's all I've heard essentially since since he had that breakout year at Duke. And the NBA goes out of their way to showcase the Pelicans inside that bubble. And they really don't have to be there. They, and they're, they're 28 and 37. I mean, come on now. And they're playing in the Big Bag Western Conference that has that has many a talent and many a competition. They they, they didn't the NBA did not have to do the Pelicans a favor and have them play inside that bowl, but they did because they wanted more Zion. And for whatever the reason, the Pelicans are saying, you know what, you know we're not going to play him. That that I don't understand. 
And I, I don't understand. I understand injuries happen, but my goodness, the 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 guy the guy's twenty. Okay, he's not he's he's not thirty. He's not thirty five. He's not forty. Okay, he's twenty years old, and he had and he had four months off. Put him in. Put him in. Play the games. Let's go. Okay, enough of this nonsense. Let's go. And and one other thing before before I say goodbye. Okay, did you know that these that the NFL players that the NFL players constituency constituency excuse me. Did you know that they voted Lamar Jackson number one as the best player on the NFL top 100 players list for 2020? And did you also know that they ranked Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP that led comebacks in every single one of the games that he played down by 10 points or more and ended up leading his team back to the point where they won every game by 10 points or more. Did you realize that they ranked Patrick Mahomes fourth? Did you know that? That is an absolute disgrace. Lamar Jackson now. The same Lamar Jackson that urinated all over himself I mean, how many times, I swear, how many times do I have to go through this? How many, I, I said this in January, I've I said this back, I've said this when you Ravens fan, you know, when, when the 13-year-old Ravens fan hacked their father's Twitter account and voted Lamar Jackson the greatest Raven quarterback. I don't know how many times after I have to go down through this rabbit hole. Lamar Jackson was ridiculously bad and unprepared in that Titan game. Who stunk. Don't read off the stat sheet. Watch the game with... That's garbage time numbers, those stats. Watch the game with your eyes. Watch it and analyze it for real. Take Right in, right in the middle. Be right, be right down the middle. Nonpartisan as a... Uh, be, um... What's the word I'm looking for? Um, uh... Be, um... I can't think of the word, but you get the idea. How many times do I have to, do I have to go down through this rabbit? Objective. That's the word I'm looking for. Be objective about it. Throw your little Lamar, ooh, big try. Throw that all out the window. Again, how many times do I have to go down through this rabbit hole? That guy, nothing against him personally, and he's a phenomenal football player and a phenomenal talent. But, my gosh, before we put him in the Hall of Fame and equate him to the next Johnny, being the next Johnny Unitas, can he weigh, Can he win a playoff game first? Okay, Patrick Mahomes was down three times by ten points or more in every single of the playoff games he played in against Kansas against Houston, down twenty to nothing. Was down how many? I think he might have been down seventeen, if I'm not mistaken, against uh, against against uh, Tennessee. And then, and then of course had and then of course had that fourth quarter comeback in the Super Bowl. Had had he had the fourth quarter comeback in the Super Bowl. And 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 won the game by the way and won MVP. And that's and that's and that's also and mind you that's also coming off of a uh, a dislocated knee that he suffered. Back in the middle of October, which could have kept him out longer, longer than it did. Okay. They were down by they were down seventeen to seven in, in the second quarter, 
at one at one point or another and say they at the end of the first quarter they were down they were down 10-7 and then 17-7. So they were down at at least 10 points or more for the for every single of the playoff games that they played in. They were down against Houston, they were down against Tennessee and they were down specifically against the against the against the 49ers in the Super Bowl where when Patrick Mahomes threw that interception at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I'm sitting there being thinking to myself, won't well, I guess I guess it won't be uh I, I guess I guess it ain't the I guess it ain't uh the uh the uh the Chiefs night tonight. I remember as soon as I threw it I said, Oh Lord, the forty nine are gonna end up winning this game. The the luck the the, the 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 juice has ran out on the Kansas City Chiefs. And sure enough down 20 to 10 what does Patrick Mahomes do he puts his team on his back he takes him down the field and they score 21 points to win the game Chiefs 21 in the fourth quarter 49ers 0 Yet he's ranked by his NFL constituency fourth on the, on the NFL top 100 players. While Lamar Jackson, who played arguably one of the worst playoff games as a quarterback that I've seen since Andy Dalton against the Chargers in 2013, he 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 was he was that horrendous. Again, don't look at the stats. Watch the game with your eyes. Garbage number stats. Okay. Well, actually, well he Lamar played worse in a Charger game than he did against the uh, against the Titans. But still, he had a week off because his team was the number one seed in the AFC, and he led a nine and seven Tennessee Titan team that that made it into the playoffs by the hair by by the hair of their chinny chin chin come in there. And yes, they were, and they were, in the, and the Ravens lost that game nine thousand different ways. I get it, but it wasn't exactly that the Tennessee Titans were uh, their defense was a steel curtain. I got, I got to be fair. They, they were, they weren't exactly steel curtain. And for as high powered of an offense and a record breaking offense that that team, that that offense of that team was, they should have did, they should have did a little better than what than what they produced back in January against the Tennessee Titans. Again, Lamar Jackson, great talent. Soon to be a Hall of Famer if he keeps it up. But again, can he win a playoff game first before you all want to put him in the Hall of Fame? And it's not just the fans that ride the Lamar train too. It's 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 you it's you uh, it's you it's you it's you players that voted him number one on the NFL top one hundred list. Granted, you, granted, you guys are phenomenal at playing football, but y'all sure and at least from if I'm going off of this list, y'all sure do not know how to how to how to analyze games worth anything. And, and analyze players into uh, into uh, and to see into uh, uh, um, scout good talent when you see it because it is as clear as as the ocean in the in the Caribbean that Lamar Jackson was not better than Patrick Mahomes in 2020 overall he might have done more things to make you go wow look at this what a phenomenal athlete and all that. But last time I checked, Lamar. Last excuse me. Last time I checked, Mahomes is up on the stage with Terry Bradshaw in Miami with the Vince Lombardi Trophy in his hand. Lamar Jackson was at home with his MVP trophy in his hand. 
So, oh, he was voted unanimously MVP. Well, what MVP would you rather have? Super Bowl MVP or MVP of the entire season? I don't know about you, but I'd rather have Super Bowl MVP than, uh, than MVP of the regular season. Especially because typically the MVP of the season, if they play in the Super Bowl, they don't, odds are, they, as of recent, more recently, you know, Lamar Jackson is like the first quarterback since I have to go back and look. Is like the first MVP to not to first player to win the NFL MVP and not play in that year's Super Bowl. Well, actually, excuse me, it's the second 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 time in whatever it might be because Mahomes won it last year and he didn't play in the Super Bowl. But it's only been the second time in about about a what maybe eight eight seasons whatever it might be. That that the that the MVP winner did not play in the Super Bowl. You won MVP and you were on a Super Bowl and you were on the team that was playing in that game that year. You didn't win the Super Bowl. So, but what's more important, winning Super Bowl MVP and leading those th- uh, three his- not when historic's a little strong, but those three ten point comebacks and then go ahead and then winning by ten points or more on the back end of it with Super Bowl ring on your finger and Super Bowl MVP on your mantle as well, or Lamar Jackson, who won unanimous NFL regular season MVP, who embarrassed himself among everybody else, Earl Thomas, Mark Andrews, all John Harbaugh, Wink Martindale, all of them, and uh, and and lose to the '97 Tennessee Titans as as uh, 14 and two as a 14 and two team uh, with the number one seed in the AFC. What 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 would you rather have? Again, one more time, not just for the fans, players too. Okay, and and don't watch it from a and don't watch it from a from a uh, from a studying standpoint. Watch the watch the watch the game as watch the game uh, as a uh, as a as a, uh, as a as a as a football fan. Don't 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 watch the game. You know, uh, st- you know, like, uh, like it's uh, like it's your uh, Monday morning or your Tuesday morning Tuesday afternoon uh, film session. No, no, no. Watch it. Watch it like the rest of us do. Like a fan, or watch it like the people on TV do, and, and watch it from a as a, from an analyzing analytical standpoint. Don't don't study it. Watch it and analyze it. Because if you watch it and analyze it, Lamar Jackson was no Patrick Mahomes in uh, in the uh, against the Titans. Okay, but the, the the Ravens were down against the Titans. And and the Ravens didn't know what to do. Lamar Jackson was 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 flustered, was frustrated, and played the game like a chicken with his head cut off. Lamar uh, Patrick Mahomes saw that his team was down, got control and gained temperature of of his team. To, got told his team to calm down. All you gotta do is just do the little things right, little by little. Believe in yourself and believe in the brothers around you. And we'll come back and win this game. And what happened? Chiefs came back and won and beat the Titans and sent the Titans home. The Titans kept the Ravens at home. And it ain't that big of it was just it was a week, it was a week in between the two games. Same team, and they literally played the exact same way in both games. The difference was that Patrick Mahomes put his team on his back and was that and was that Hall of Fame caliber 
leader of a quarterback that every that every team you know that every GM dreams about that puts the team on his back and 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 and, and, and takes him to the promised land. While Lamar Jackson is over here, you know, th- throws an interception at the beginning of the game. Guys going out of bounds and he grabs him by his face mask and throws him down to the ground and gets a 15 yard penalty. I don't know how many times I have to go down through this rabbit hole. Lamar Jackson does not hold a candle, a candle, to Patrick Mahomes. Not to mention he's never beaten him in his career either. Ravens kryptonite since Lamar Jackson's been behind center. It's been the Kansas City Chiefs. They have not beaten him not one time. Not once. I will take Patrick Mahomes every day and twice on Sundays and you can have Lamar Jackson and your Michael Vick highlight reel. I'll take Patrick Mahomes and his Super Bowl and his Super Bowl MVP. That's that's just the fact of the matter. I mean, I mean, I, I understand that these players are, are, you know, that they that that they interact with this and that they watch the. But y'all have y'all got to do a do a little bit of work and pay attention because you cannot after going off of stats and going off of what we saw as fans. Me and you, we're fans. You, I talk, you listen. You cannot go through that entire NFL season from week one to the Super Bowl and and look at that season objectively and say to yourself that 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 Lamar Jackson is better than Patrick Mahomes as of right now. Good because and if you do say it, you're not you're not being fair and, and you and you have a bias. It's, it's it's as clear as day. I don't know I don't know how many different ways to bring it up to you. When Lamar Jackson's back was against the wall, he choked. When Patrick Mahomes' back was against the wall, he put his team on his back, came back, came back from from the dead three serp- three straight times in a row, and brought home the goods. Lamar Jackson has not done that, and is yet to do it as of this moment. I want to thank you for listening to another episode of the Amatella TIS podcast. Special thanks to Pufesha once again for coming on the program. Be sure to follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Pufesha and to subscribe to him on YouTube, Pufesha. Um, if you're new to the program, be sure to subscribe. Follow the show on Twitter at Amatel underscore ATIS. Follow the show on Instagram as well. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Talk to y'all in the next one. Stay safe. God bless y'all. Take care.